Well, we saw it. <laughs> we we saw it. This is a um kind of a a milestone for us because this is our first movie episode of this podcast where it is a movie that just came out. Yes, this is a new movie, a new Harry Potter thing. I guess our next big thing will be the video game, right? The the Yeah. I like I guess we got Hogwarts Mystery, but yeah, the tri- the AAA like uh RPG will be a new thing that comes out, but but for this, like this is our first like oh, this movie came out. We went to the you know, uh, first showing on opening day. Uh, we we didn't get invited to any of the pre screenings. I can't mm. imagine why, but we <laughs> did. We did go at kind of our earliest available opportunity. Yes, we went at five p.m. on the Thursday before it came out. Yeah, should we talk about like? I, it's hard to jump right in, so let's talk about our theater experience. Uh, we we <laughs> yeah, went. Our... We went at five p.m. and I did not know what to expect. Um. I didn't know if it was going to be like packed. Um, Obviously there was like a later showing. Uh, I don't know if there was a midnight one, but there was like a 9 PM. I think that we talked about it before that this like kind of reminds me of black Friday creep. Cause I know it's like there were midnight showings and they were like, Oh, what if we did an earlier one? So like they started putting them out at like 10 or like nine. And when I went to look at tickets um, for this, I was like, I can't go to a movie at nine. I go to bed at 10 it's also going to be a bad movie, so I'll fall asleep. Uh, but I saw there was a five o'clock, <laughs> so I grabbed grabbed those. And I wasn't sure. I was like, are there going to be like a bunch of cosplayers? Is it just going to be packed? Like, what is there going to be like a line out the door? Like, what's going to what's going to be what's it going to be? So I showed up at the theater because um, I bought all the tickets on like Fandango or whatever. And I show up and it's just. It's empty, but I sh- I was there super early, like at four o'clock, and I went over to the bar and had like a beer before the movie because I was there so early. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were about twenty people in the theater. Yeah, there was no one. Uh, it was an empty, empty movie. And and what I was thinking was like, are we gonna leave the theater? And all the people who were there for like the nine o'clock thing are going to be in line. And that's going to be the big one. Cause you know, it's five, you know, a lot of people are coming off work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's an inconvenient time. Um, but, but as we were leaving, there was only one pair of people in like Hogwarts robes that we saw. Yeah. Very and, cute though. Yeah. But that was it. Um, there was the, someone in our showing wearing a Slytherin sweatshirt from like from like Target or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was completely empty, uh which I you know, I don't know if that's really an indication of anything because apparently this is doing quite well. Uh, yeah, people are probably going to go see it over the weekend. Yeah. Um it's probably not like I, I don't think that people super cared about the first one. Like I think that they went and overall liked it, but it just does this isn't an event movie. It no. just isn't. No, it isn't. I and um as much as it wants to be one. It's trying desperately to be it one. Really wants to be one. Uh, um do people like line up and show up on the first release of like Marvel movies? Is that they like a thing? Definitely did for Infinity War. I don't sure. know about like I think maybe for like the big marquee ones like the Avengers and Spider Man and stuff. But you know I don't I don't know if anyone was waiting in line for Ant Man or anything yeah. like that. But but yeah. I, I actually thinking about God 
this year has been Black Panther and Infinity War, which were both fucking huge. So maybe maybe they maybe they are at that level now. They're definitely event movies now. Sure. Um, but yes, yeah, so so it was completely empty for us. And then as we were leaving, it was still quite empty. So that was a little bit surprising, I guess. Also, the theater <laughs> forgot to turn the lights off. Yeah, I because, which I've never ever encountered i don't go to theaters very often so i feel like maybe this is something that happens more often than i'm giving it credit for (laughs) but we we watched the entire like all the previews and it was just like the lights were on not even just like they're dimmed and they don't didn't like shut them off the rest of the way they were just bright (laughs) just like house lights were on yeah like like uh in the first few shots of the movie the lights are still on too so uh i guess i gotta go see it again because i technically didn't see everything (laughs) the thing that yeah the thing that we didn't see very well because the lights were on was the opening uh wizarding world logo with all the wands that's right that's right we're scholars so we know that one i'm not gonna go see this movie again Uh, god no i hope not uh yeah so so quite an experience getting in there but like nothing nothing could prepare me for for the movie that was about to unfold i guess we knew it was gonna be bad it was yeah i i was ready for it to be bad i was not ready for this the specific kind of bad it was like what were you expecting going in uh i was really thrown off track by all the people excuse me saying that it was going to be really like complicated right and it was but not in the way that i feel like a lot of people were kind of like explaining it to be like Mm -hmm, oh you're gonna mm -hmm. need to watch this a few times to understand everything that happened makes me think of like a complex plot with like a lot of like layers and and things going on i guess like that's something you say about like twin peaks or looper or something right like like oh you might need to watch this a few times to get it like so I was Mulholland like, what? Drive, like, weird movie, complicated. You might, you might not get it the first couple times. Yeah, like, and then I was trying to like put that into the framework of it being a Harry Potter movie, and like being like, what could that be? Is it going to be like time travel? Is there going to be some kind of like really convoluted mystery that I don't like? I can't fully understand. Um, you know, is this is this Donnie Jarko of Harry Potter? Um, no, <laughs> I. I fully understood like there's no part where I'm like oh I didn't understand that because it's just a lore dump that's the thing there's nothing there's nothing ambiguous in this movie because all of the dialogue is just exposition like completely right Um, the part that makes the movie complicated or like it's not complicated but like difficult to follow is the fact that there's just so much None of it, none, no single piece of information on screen is like weird or ambiguous. It's just no. like, if you miss one thing, you've basically fallen off the track completely. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't super matter depending on what you missed, because I swear to God, it feels like there are about 10 subplots in this movie, but they are mostly inconsequential and all resolve within two or three scenes. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's no, nothing is well something is left hanging but it's like what are the main (laughs) characters up to not like any important plot things it's very yeah it's it feels like like two movies worth of scripts like just kind of like concertinaed into one movie 
or like i i i agree that movies should strive to be as short as possible and that mean that can mean a lot of things right like i'm not saying movies shouldn't be long but like mm-hmm. they should be as short as conceivably possible for the thing you're trying to convey and the problem with this movie is that um it's it, it it's it is a short movie I mean, it's not a short movie, but it, it you know it's two hours long. I think sure. like almost no, on the normal dot. movie, normal movie length, but just has like constant info dumps to the point where you feel like this could have been a three hour movie. I'm glad it wasn't, to be clear. Uh, but it feels like it, it has the 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 pacing of something that feels very very cramped and rushed, which is odd because I would imagine that that J.K. Rowling probably had a lot of oversight on this because this movie feels like exactly what she wanted to make. And I think that's like the most damning thing I can say about it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know why, though. Um, can we try to say what the movie is about? Like, like just broadly, like, what do we think the, the theme <laughs> yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is, what is this movie about? Ah. Uh... The rise of fascism and how actually it's anti-fascists' fault that it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that is a core that is a core conflict in this movie. Uh that is Dumbledore's uh entire ethos. Yeah. That's 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 all I got. Cause otherwise, I don't fucking like I a family is important. Maybe that's a theme. Yeah, you're you're all fucked up if you don't have family. Yeah. Maybe. A blood family. It's got to be your blood relatives. <laughs> well, yeah, specifically definitely has to be. Um I I don't I'm like I'm thinking about this movie from like all directions and I'm trying to figure out wh- which direction we're going to come at it from. <laughs> uh because I I like I would say we could like go in order um but i i couldn't because like i said like there are about 10 subplots about 100 characters and they're yeah, all just we're... like in disconnected scenes all shoved together in one movie so i yeah. have absolutely no hope of like chronologically trying to figure out what's going on yeah we're we are going to have to I'm going to try and like pace my thoughts like chronologically but it's going to be impossible this is going to be a spider's web because like all these scenes are in such random placement in the film that, that it's going to be impossible to like not skip back and forth between stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that maybe one of the best scenes does end up being like the first escape scene. It's very funny, but like, I thought that like for an opening action sequence, it was, it was like pretty okay. It, it had some cool stuff. I, um, I laughed out loud when Johnny Depp kept on appearing in the window of the carriage. That it was, he was very funny. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, is this going to be like played really goofy? Uh, and no, no, I, no don't even, I don't think it was supposed to be goofy, but I thought it was. It was very goofy. So so we start also we start with this really dark uh, thing. So we, we like see the the American wizard prison, which is like in the in the fake chrysler building um <laughs> and uh and there's this really 
grim uh scene where like two of the american ministry oh this is something that's been bothering me i forgot to to write this down or, or mention this last night but did you notice that they kept on saying american ministry of magic and not makuza uh yeah i sure did because they spent all of their marketing trying to establish what makuza is and then just threw it in the garbage for this movie <laughs> uh, it's the american <laughs> ministry now yeah um but there's like this really dark scene where they're like looking at grindelwald or spoilers who they think is grindelwald in his cell and they're like oh he's got such a silver tongue so we cut it out or whatever like damn like damn badass i guess um there's that guy abernathy who was in the first movie i did Did not not, did not remember that did not re- remember him being the in the first movie, but he was. He was the guy that um, was like a weird. He was like uh, Tina's boss, and then uh, Queenie made him horny so she could get past him to find the 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 death chamber in the in the first movie. Um, there there are about ten white guys in this movie that all look identical and wear the same clothes. Like not like like not <laughs> yeah, as a no, thing. It's... Like it's not like oh it's the it's the ten siblings that are like a th- no. It's just like it's just the same guy. No, yeah, you, cool. like uh, like four of them are in this carriage in this scene where they're they're tr- like transporting Grindelwald. I'm not sure why they're transporting him. Uh, there was not that like they were like different they're, prison. They're, I guess he's the... getting like. Uh, sent to be in prison in is he going to britain is to he go going like, to azkaban are they, are they transferring him uh but uh there's this extended action sequence and i there was some cool creative stuff in it i like that he shot snakes out of his wand mm-hmm. uh he, he that old kind of thought spell. that was voldemort's thing but okay yeah, well Voldemort's well, a snakes copycat, were his I guess. Thing. well i got pretty confused because when he gives his assistant guy his tongue back he there's like a snake tongue and i'm like that's yeah. voldemort's thing yeah i thought voldemort's got the snake tongue voldemort's voldemort's thing. just a big fanboy is what this this is all gonna reveal oh he's kind of the kylo ren yeah exactly they're gonna jk saw star wars and was like i could do that wow that sucks <laughs> um so yeah so there's this extended chase sequence and, and grindelwald gets away um that's yeah that's i I think you're right in saying that's one of the most enjoyable parts of the movie. I think mostly because it's like the most, it's like the one part of the movie that's like an isolated scene, right? Like it has a beginning, oh, yeah, a middle, and scene? an end. <laughs> yeah, it has a beginning, middle, and end, and not, and not like fifty spokes coming off of it, you know, to other to other stuff. Um, yeah, um, it was horrible though because um, the first Fantastic Beast that we see in this movie is like a grindelwald is evil moment and there's like the super cute lizard and the grind it's in the carriage i don't even know he was like part of the action sequence and grindelwald like takes the lizard and is like it calls it a name its name is like antonio or something and he says (laughs) says the lizard like oh you're so needy and then he kills it like he tosses it out of the like flying carriage yeah Um, and you know in my opinion that is the crime of grindelwald (laughs) that is the main one i mean jk has clearly read like she read robert mckee's story once and was uh-huh. like she got to the chapter about the save the cat you even the think cat. she did that <laughs> well so, okay no you're right she overheard in a coffee shop someone talking about robert mckee's story and how there's a chapter about killing the cat versus saving the cat uh Thank and she's you. like damn i've got to do one of these in every scene he appears in um, oh and boy she does boy, boy howdy um 
but uh but we'll get to that because next we see uh uh newt's commander at the british ministry of magic um waiting yeah. waiting for something he's he's in the waiting room he's um, trying he's, to get approved to, to go on international travel again yeah so he's he's waiting there his brother is like has like hooked up him up with this meeting so he can travel internationally uh but there's like this extended sequence before we meet we may meet lita for the first time um and the way she's introduced is he's crawling around on the ground chasing a button and then he like stares at her feet for a solid 10 seconds and then it pans up her legs uh yep. newt's commander has a foot fetish that's yeah the, that's, that's the... I, I have like notes uh on my phone from this movie that i took afterward did not have my phone open in the theater and my first line on on my notes is that newt has a foot fetish because we get the scene with lita which is the 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 like quentin tarantino like foot look and then later <laughs> on like skipping ahead he is looking for tina's footprints magically and can identify them and says to i think jacob that he can tell they're hers because she has very slim feet have you ever noticed that yes <laughs> excuse me what the fuck it's so weird like i'm not you know not 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 being judgy about no i'm pro foot fetish folks but like but like it's in it's it is so front and center in what like it's a kids movie like i'm sorry harry potter is for kids like not it this is pg-13 this is very dark and has adult magic in it that's true that's true um it, it was just very strange. It, it's it it is an odd thing, I think, to to hinge your character on here. Uh, but anyway, so we meet Lita. There's definitely some tension there between him and her because she she's dating his brother, which feels like a weird move on his brother's part, honestly. But because uh, they were dating at one yeah, point, I, that I would doesn't say come that- up. Well, well, it doesn't come up, and I think is the first symptom of what is going to be the problem with this movie, which is that everyone acts like aliens, and none <laughs> of the co- character motivations matter at all because they don't really exist, um, and there's no real character drama. You would think that his brother marrying like his childhood best friend slash sweetheart maybe would be like a source of, of human drama and tension. Uh, and it's never talked about or established or even hinted at. And there's a scene later on that like resolves Newt's tension with Theseus where, where Newt said like they stop him from running after them at the ministry. And Newt says it's in the trailer where he's like, that was the best moment of my life, but none of that's been established. Like, like there's no setup for that because we just see this scene where like newt thinks theseus is like a boring ministry guy and theseus is like newt try to be normal that's yeah it. yeah uh <laughs> i mean god we're already skipping around here but but this is uh this does come up later when um before making a big old sacrifice lita says i love you in the general direction of both of them and it like cuts between both of them <laughs> like fuck and it, yeah yeah it's it's very odd anyway so we we get this weird scene and i was already losing my mind at this point because they're in this 
like office with this like table it's actually kind of a cool design it's like this table that like has like a little bit of a divot in it so there's like this pool Mm -hmm. that like just comes up to the top of the table and i was like that's a kind of a neat design but but it was it was ruined by the fact that there were just pictures of uh uh credence and grindelwald like cycling through like a like a wallpaper uh (laughs) (laughs) like just like their shitty screensaver is is pictures of grindelwald and um yeah and and credence um but so so they're arguing with him because they're like okay you can you can travel internationally again if you join the ministry as an auror and then he doesn't want to be an auror and so desk job yeah he doesn't want a desk job but here's the part where I was losing my mind because we throughout all of the marketing for this movie, I've been waiting to find out how is Credence still alive because he got fucking uh-huh. obliterated in the last movie. Yeah, uh, you saw it happen, and there's unless I'm miss I like did I miss like a shot that was supposed to establish like oh some like apparently a wisp of him like escaped like there is a single moment where there's like of the obscurus you know ash or whatever demo thing it like wisps away huh i i swear i never noticed that but that doesn't really matter because the only justification the movie can come up with is having newt say like hey he's dead and the other characters say no he's not (laughs) no he's not and that he survived (laughs) like that's that's all we get is is he died no no he didn't so like rendering the emotional core of the ending of the first movie completely moot. Uh uh just like did he die? No. Okay, moving on. We have to get this plot moving. Uh what plot? Um the, <laughs> oh, the I think that this movie does a good job of com- rendering the first movie just completely like meaningless in every respect absolutely it spent like a ton of time establishing these characters and like maybe trying to make us like them and then we spend the entire this movie with none of those characters interacting yeah like all of them are here but all of them are like separate for the whole movie it's like that weird season of arrested development where everyone was filming at different times and like so like no one's joking with each other they're just like getting their own episode it's really fucking weird there's okay so newt has to go to dumbledore i'm already losing like where chronologically yeah, I mean, everything I, I also like i i i feel like one of my biggest problems with this movie is like a hard one to say which is that there are too many characters um we are introduced in this ministry scene to a character that is tasked with going to murder credence yes oh uh, but, but here's but but, but sp- let's talk about specifically how this comes about so uh-huh. newt newt goes i don't want the job and then <laughs> and then leaves and theseus is frustrated then this guy who was like waiting in the wings like like appears and says like i assume this means i have the job then like after newt has left the room and all the other ministry guys are just like well like they're kind of like like doing the larry david like unsure head shake thing like well i guess so like is that how that works like if if one person doesn't take the cop job this other guy automatically gets it yeah the next person that says oh so i'd have to do it that's who does it that's that's who gets the job um there's there's a scene that I want to talk about after that comes after this that, that will come up later because I realized how bungled this movie's character development stuff is. 
there's the part where after they're arguing on the way out, um, Theseus like hugs Newt real tight, like come, you know, bring come bring here for a hug. But the reason mm-hmm. he's doing it is to whisper in his ear, "They're watching you." Right. Uh, he he's giving his brother information with yeah. like a very forced hug. Uh, there is a scene later when they're talking where Newt is talking to Jacob and, and Tina about Theseus, where he says, like, one of the things he doesn't like about Theseus is that he's a hugger. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, uh, Newt gives Theseus a hug or like offers him a hug first. Right. Which I think like, <laughs> <laughs> like like you say like this approaches character development like the, like almost a character moment except we know that the hug that the like theseus isn't like an aggressive like affectionate hugger he was hugging newt for a specific reason to get close to him to whisper information in his ear so this falls apart this like growth for newt like becoming affectionate with his brother because the first time we see his brother being affectionate with him it's a ruse. So, what? Uh, yeah, that doesn't really work. Um, and uh, keeping with, uh, I guess, this movie being very difficult to talk about, I do want to bring up uh, something else that I've been thinking about that is in that same vein. Um, and I think that it's like disconnected enough that I can just bring it up here because there's a, a like kind of like part of the movie where uh, Newt befriends a circus animal beast that is called a zoo zoo um and in the scene like it's like super scary it's like a huge like cat dragon thing and it's like kind of rampaging around but newt knows what to do and he takes out a like cat toy basically and like befriends the creature um Later on, there is a payoff moment from that where Tina pulls out the cat toy and does that to the the Zoo. Um, except she wasn't in that original scene. I don't no. think. No. No. Uh, uh, and it, I like I I would mm. have to see the movie again to know for sure. But I'm pretty sure that when Newt saw, am I wrong about that? Uh, they had just rescued Tina because because okay I think I think she was there. The only reason I remember this is because the way that Zoo scene originally is set up is completely insane. It's because there's the whole Tina rescue sequence where they get her from that like weird sewer jail, and this has been going on for like twenty <sighs> minutes. And then he, you hear a roar in the distance, and Newt just says, "Oh, that'll be that Zoo." Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> Like, that's how they transition out of this. Um, okay, so I guess I have to give that credit for some character development, because otherwise, like, Newt and Tina have very little chemistry or reason. So I guess that's her her moment where she's like, oh, she learned something from him, right? Mm-hmm. It's still, it's still pretty weak, I think, even if she was there, because it's it's not like it's established that she hates animals or anything. It's not like she's, like, she just has the, the stick, I guess. Yeah like like their their relationship maybe is the worst on on screen in this one and i just don't know what she did in this movie you know what i mean yeah she's not in this movie she's she's there to get newt to paris which because okay i'm gonna skip to dumbledore (laughs) sorry yeah let's go no 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 no, I'm, i'm skipping to dumbledore dumbledore wants wants newt to go to paris 
because the Obscurus is there and he won't tell him why that's important other than that, like, he knows the Obscurus is looking for a relative because he's heard the rumors of the missing Lestrange boy and he thinks he's the Lestrange boy and he's going to try and figure it out. Um, Already an insane premise, right? Like, this is dumping so much information on us that, like, doesn't, like, hasn't existed in Harry Potter ever. Um, and like this, this movie feels exactly like the complaints that I have about Deathly Hallows as a book, mm-hmm. where Deathly Hallows hinges on this thing, the tale of the three brothers from Tales of Beetle the Bard, uh, which is something that was invented whole cloth for that book, but is treated like a very important cultural thing for wizards. Right. Uh, and we, we, we've never, we never get a sense of it. It's just like invented for the story. And this movie feels like that problem cropping up again because there are multiple things in this that are just handed off as like information that we know sounds important like this, like, oh, everyone knows there's a missing Lestrange boy. Uh, and then there's also like the poetry thing that everyone keeps quoting, the the predictions of Ticonderus or something. It gets mentioned twice. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, like, of course, are parallels to the main story, which is fine, but they are introduced exactly at, like, maybe the last point they could be, uh, rather than, like, existing in the story for a while so you're familiar with them. Like, like no one's ever said anything about missing Lestrange children in the series, ever, that has existed for 30 years now, you know? Like yeah you had you had time to plant this if it was if this was an important thing in like wizard lore yeah and and i think that this movie really takes for granted like credence going to find his family um because this is like the crux of everything happening is that he's really motivated to go and find like what family he belongs to um and if he isn't able to do that he will become like a weapon or something uh and like some of the like wizards want him want him killed and some people think that he's like part of like the Lestrange family um we don't spend enough time with credence to make his motivation make sense at all no and we also don't know who the Lestranges are like we know about Bellatrix but mm-hmm. like that's the only context we have we don't know like who who are the Lestranges like as a dynasty in this world right like we know the name and we know one of them (laughs) we know a name and we know one of them from the future who doesn't exist in this story um there's nothing that like establishes like their place like like you know obviously they are some kind of like important wizard family aristocrats but like in until a very bad part of this movie at the very end we have no context for who they actually are in this world uh and that's yeah that's just something that just keeps coming up that thing very important plot things are introduced that are introduced solely to be resolved immediately rather Mm -hmm. than like give you any context or like let you work stuff out for yourself it's very very rigid like jude law in this movie um i felt the same way about 
Jude Law in this movie as I felt about literally everyone's performance, which is it wasn't bad, but it didn't stand out to me. No, um, yeah, I, I just agree. didn't. I didn't care at all. Um, as an aside, that's how I felt about Johnny Depp too. Like, if I'm taking this performance in a vacuum, like outside of any of the like discourse about him being like hired for this movie, um, I would say that like I didn't care about his performance at all. It did not. Right. St- it was. It was nothing to me. It was not bad. It was not like a train wreck. Like it wasn't like oh Johnny Depp showed up drunk every day and was clearly like unstable here but it also was just not a standout i I didn't feel anything about his performance i guess yes yeah everyone everyone is doing fine like nothing nothing sticks out as like bad acting or anything but like jude law is being jude law in this movie he is just being like the charming handsome guy and there's nothing in here that really uh stands out as like quirky dumbledore stuff really um yeah i i I think that's fair it it did like it's hard for me to say that that was super on my radar watching this movie only just because the characters were honestly so weird like in their motivations and decisions and and it was so like unpredictable the things that they were going to do or i i guess when i say like this is a lore dump I mean, like, I don't think that, like, characters ever really, like, matter in this movie. Like, their their motivations don't matter at all because it's just a movie that brings us place to place and exposit. Yeah, 100%, which is, which is why it's so hard to talk about chronologically. Um, I think the, the, you know, the, the core conceit here is so, so Newt, Newt reveals that Dumbledore is the one who sent him to New York in the first movie. Then Dumbledore says hey i want you to go to paris and he he initially says no but then dumbledore like reverse psychologies him into into saying yes and like a yeah this really... is this is where we also hear that dumbledore tells us that he masterminded like the entire first movie mm-hmm. or rather newt tells us that right yes yeah newt, newt says that and he's like i don't want to do that again and then dumbledore's like honestly like don't this is maybe the worst dumbledore comes across ever in terms of like his morals or whatever because the first because what he does after newt like says he's uncomfortable with this and he doesn't like want to go to paris illegally to do this thing for dumbledore dumbledore like walks does the like oh i knew you he basically says like oh i knew you'd be too chicken to do this and like walks away (laughs) like uh and it's like played for comedy but like like dumbledore is an asshole here um and like you know he get he gets he gets neat to do this thing newt goes back to his apartment and we find out oh i guess like before we find these other characters god there's so much in this movie uh he goes to his apartment and there's nifflers doing their niffler stuff which is pretty cute um uh the baby nifflers are, are are rampaging through the house and then he like picks them up and takes them to his assistant and he's got like this room in his house that's like just like his suitcase where it's like a giant tardis like endless world in his house mm-hmm. where, where it's he's a got zoo. All, it's yeah he's got all his animals this is starting to get a little weird. I know that like there's the tents and stuff in Goblet of Fire that are bigger on the inside, but like the economy of scale in the wizarding world is very odd to me. It's like, weird that the Weasleys have to be poor. <laughs> yeah, how valuable is this? How rich is Newt? Is it just because he's good at magic that he has this? Isn't he just like a 
zoologist yeah he he wrote a book like did he get rich off a book well (laughs) i mean oh you know who else got rich off of a book oh good point and this is where we're introduced to bunty who yeah, a character we leaves. see one time and we never see her again. Uh, <laughs> she is Newt's assistant. I think that, like, I bet in the screenplay she's described as, like, plain and, like, dumpy mousy. or something. Oh, yeah, mou- yeah dumpy, I don't know, mousy, either one, yeah. doesn't matter. And she is in love with Newt. Uh, she gets splashed with water from a Kelpie and makes, like, quite a, sa- a sound of astonishment let's say yeah uh-huh. um, it, sure. it's very extremely weird um newt gets into the water with the kelpie and she's like don't you want to take your shirt off um we never see her again no nope <laughs> no, we, we get her we he leaves the movie a note go, for her the he movie goes out of its note. way to sh- to like say her name and like sh- like frames the note with her name on it like it's going to be important maybe she'll be back yeah he left her a really shitty note that like didn't like he just said like i'm going taking the nifflers like see you later bunty or whatever like like that was a very weird uh a a weird frame to like linger on anyway Mm -hmm. so he does that he feeds the kelpie he he makes his assistant come and then uh (laughs) then he like goes back upstairs and Jacob and Qu- now what the fuck were Jacob and Queenie doing in his house? They were like going through his stuff or something. I and thought they were just banging really- around. They were just bumping around, I guess, in his apartment. Um, and Jacob's acting a little weird. Uh, and yeah, at this point, I thought he was drunk. And then I was mostly remembering the giggle water from the first movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so they've been having some giggle water because they're just like like goofy and jacob just like is really giggly and laughing which to me is a callback to that unfortunately it was not (laughs) unfortunately it's much more sinister uh uh, queenie has enchanted love enchanted him is it love potion love enchantment it said enchantment um and uh they because they're saying like oh we're getting married and it's all really weird uh and so so newt like disenchants him and uh and turns him into materials um sorry just a little gamer <laughs> joke for everyone there he he disenchants him and and it turns out that uh jacob doesn't want to marry queenie um because <sighs> it's illegal uh and also he didn't say yes to marrying her um but so she enchanted him to do it which is uh real really fucked up and yeah, it's played I guess, for uh, it's it's like played as a joke i don't know if this is throwing a bone to like mind control fetishists uh uh-huh. because that's all i could think of when she disenchanted him and there was like a big like there was like a puff of like pink smoke that formed into a heart that then broke it was mm-hmm. so i just like almost laughed i couldn't believe it and then they fight and he says, like, when were you going to wake me up when we'd had five kids? Uh, it never comes up. Again. That doesn't seem to be like a problem. Well, uh, so so here's what makes me angry about this whole scene is that it it is. F- and, 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 and to be clear, this is done in a way that does not feel intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she can read minds. There's a part where he said he's about to say you're acting crazy. 
Uh, and she mind reads him and knows that that's what he was going to say, even though he stopped himself. And so he becomes the bad guy in this argument and she walks away. Uh, which feels real rich considering that the argument they were having was you fucking mind controlled me into agreeing to marry you. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand why the scene played out this way. And I don't understand why this, this did not, I I feel like we're supposed to be very sympathetic to Queenie in this entire movie. Yeah. Uh, And I sure am not. No, she's garbage. Uh, she, 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 especially because of the parallels to another story that we will get to later. Like, this is <sighs> not the only mind control, like, rape allegory that happens in this movie. Yeah, it's so weird to see it treated, like, so differently, too. Uh, yes. This one is just, like, played for comedy. Um, and then Jacob decides, like, I don't want to lose Queenie, so... Uh, he spends the rest of the movie trying to find her and like apologize. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. Like, like no one's motivations in this movie make any sense. The the idea of like magical date rape has come up so many times in J.K. Rowling's works. Yeah. Um, considering like Voldemort and like uh, the thing that will be coming in this movie later. Um, so it is. I I am baffled by this by this scene. Just like <laughs> she getting keeps doing it. Why? It's it's like clearly something that she's like interested in writing about, but also refuses to really. <laughs> um, and then also sometimes it just gets to be like a funny romantic comedy. Like oopsie. Yeah. Whoops. I mind controlled you. Yeah. It's um. It ain't good. That's for sure. Uh, this is, I think this scene that follows this is the one like really genuine laugh I'd had in this movie. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I've got to say as bad as this movie is and as pointless as his character is in the movie, like I'm still glad that Jacob is there because I think that he is the most fun character by far. Uh, I mean, I think there's something like charming about a muggle that gets to spend time around wizards. Yes. Yeah. He does the fish out of water thing really well. Uh, and, and specifically there's this back and forth between him and Newt after he's been disenchanted where he says, you know, where the hell am I? And Newt says, oh, you're in London. And he says, he just like, like makes this really annoyed noise and like slams the door. And then you just hear him going, I really wanted to go here, which is like, yeah, that's like easily the funniest, like actually real, like, oh, that's cute and very funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very funny line. Um, uh but uh but uh newt newt decides i think i take back what i said i said all the performances were neutral but i like i don't know his name the actor that plays jacob yes yeah he's he is a really fun like the most kind of standout like good lines that he's the only one who seems to realize that he's in a harry potter movie like yeah someone should tell the rest of them like he's having fun with the role and like saying good jokes and like reacting to things. I don't know. It's yeah. I, I mean, like I, I've read a lot of interviews with like Ezra Miller and like how much Harry Potter like means to him and like how like invested in the world that he is. And it just does not come through in his performance at all. No. Well, cause, and to be fair, I don't know if that's really his fault even because he's barely in the damn movie. That's like, true. He gets like, like three scenes. 
Yeah. And most of them, he's just like silent and angry looking. Yeah, he just kind of broods. That's like all Did he gets he to do. Did he have more than one line? I can think of one line where he was like, oh. I don't know where I come from or or whatever. He has two. He has he has one. He has he has that one on the rooftop to Grindelwald. And then he has one where he's talking to the maid. Oh, I yeah. Think. And I guess he like goes to to up to New Guinea and says, like, we're going to escape tonight. Or just like it. says her name, like, but he doesn't. Oh yeah, get, no. All he says is Nagini. He gets nothing. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah, he's really underserved. Uh, both him and Nagini. Um. So so for some reason, Newt. I mean, here's the thing. He shouldn't. Is it? This is such a, a problem because uh, Jacob should not be in this movie. Uh, he he, <laughs> he he serves no purpose. But I'm glad that he gets to to come along only because I like him. Uh, because Newt decides to take him to Paris with him to find Queenie because it's like, oh, well, if if Queenie's in Paris, then Tina's in Paris, too. And How is this movie about two fellas going to apologize to their girls? What is that? How is, how is that the premise to, of this we need movie? To establish, we know we need to establish uh, why Newt needs to apologize to Tina, it's because a a a tabloid misreported that he was marrying Lita Lestrange. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Um, so just a little little goof up there. The, I'm gonna say that you know what? If that was just the, if instead if we if if instead of a movie about Grindelwald, just remove him entirely. Just make this a movie about two idiot fellas going to going to uh, win back their ladies in Paris. The most romantic city in the world, and hey, we're gonna help some animals along the way. I think that would be kind of <laughs> cute, you know. That sounds like a cute, fun movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like very stupid, but <laughs> but you know that the the stupid plot of them having to go and apologize to their ladies over um, one a misunderstanding about a newspaper article, and two. Uh, <laughs> one of them has been gaslighted into thinking they're getting... the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not great. I can think of about one hundred other ways to get them to Paris that would be more satisfying or make more sense. What if Dumbo? Like this was what was driving me insane. Was that there was? It seems like a real opportunity to fix like three problems in one thing, which is just have Dumbledore lie to Newt and say hey you should go to paris i hear there's a rare zoo there that needs your help it's in a horrible circus yeah and that would sort and then like i think that would have been a great moment for newt to say i know you did that to me with the thunderbird but newt like can't resist and then that yeah does a great like service to newt being characterized in this movie right like have have double or straight up manipulate him have newt realize and have it just this. be out in the open yeah, like like you can f- you can fix this problem of Dumbledore just existing to exposit by like having him do something in this movie, uh, but they don't do that. Um, he just no. tells them that the Obscurus is there. Yeah. So. Did we skip or have we not seen uh, Grindelwald kill a baby? Yeah, uh, that's that's next. That's that's oh, okay. what I, Sorry. I think that's Spoiler. next because we get to Paris or, or or yeah, we're we're in Paris now. 
Um, and- oh, I have an important thing to say about how they got to Paris. Um, which- oh, the port key? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so they take a port key that Newt has to like get illegally because he's not allowed to do international travel. Uh, and it's like a bucket. Uh, and so they take the port key and as they are walking in Paris, Jacob has held on to the bucket, the port key. And Newt at one point turns to him and says, Jacob, drop the bucket. And we see the bucket like return back to, to where it had come from, which I am, one million percent sure this is because people keep pointing out the quote-unquote plot hole of the port key in goblet of fire taking harry back to right. hogwarts yeah i think you're 100 percent right i think she wrote the, that on purpose i think that is the only reason that any of this exists i think it's the only reason that newt is barred from international travel i will i will show everyone i will fix the port key I will, thing i will show that port keys bring you back to where you originally traveled from <laughs> that's yeah that's 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 very possible i think but uh so we're in paris and we see uh there's this whole elaborate thing that i didn't quite follow with um uh with Grindelwald walking around in his in his goth stompers in Paris, yeah, and he sees a carriage, a funeral carriage, pulling away from an apartment. Is that what it is? Like he knows that he can take that apartment because the person in it just died. Is that the? I guess I I, I didn't follow what the thing with the funeral carriage was. Honestly, I thought um, that he just took like smuggled the bodies away in a funeral carriage oh is that what because it, it's think, after yeah. he kills them okay yeah. no i think you're right i'm thinking i'm remembering this backwards i think because yes there there's a, a a apartment that they kill everyone in and he, he and, and, and and in this room he's he's being the real grindelwald because his assistant says like oh we're going to we are going to kill all the muggles and he's like we don't say that in we don't say that out loud um yeah which uh, I think there's something interesting here. Yes. To be I, to be I, honest, I do. Yeah. Uh like if I have to find any glimmer of like anything in a story that JK Rowling wrote about the rise of like a fascist leader, I I can like k- kind of find something interesting here. The execution is so stupid. It, well, it's it's it, having him literally say we don't say that part out loud. That's yeah. the part. That, that's the part. Where it's it's like yeah, you're you're trying to show that you know he's in, in public. He's a very very charismatic and 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 open leader. But you know, and really, his goals are wiping out the Muggles. Yeah, like sure, I get that. But like having him literally say it like that is just so funny to me. Like yeah. it's it's goofy um and this is like i guess before we got we got him throwing a lizard out of a carriage as like a oh this guy is evil right and this is our this is gonna be our second scene where we find (laughs) out how evil he is because it wasn't enough that he just killed some like random people because they're muggles in their house there's an extended sequence of them hearing crying from the other room and they walk in and it's just the cutest baby ever. Like they, they put out, they put out the cast and call and they were like, like bring us the cutest 
most pathetic looking baby you can and <laughs> he's like just... he's like a ba- he's like sitting on the floor and it cuts back and forth from <laughs> Grindelwald so and the times. baby about four times like not his... even kidding it is a his... it is a back and forth like the baby's like looking up at Grindelwald it's just like the most pathetic like cutest baby face dopey ever dopey fucking baby <laughs> it's so funny like it's mouth it's just like hanging open like duh like it's so so funny I I knew we were going to get the like Anakin killed the younglings moment in this movie. I was not anticipating it to be like in the first third of the movie. Um <laughs> Grindelwald actually doesn't do it. We see him walk away and his like evil assistant lady does, yeah. like we see like a green flash and and that's that's She had a cadaver to baby. Like Voldemort was the most evil guy in the world for doing that at one point. But I guess it's just a thing that's happened throughout Harry Potter history. Yeah, this is this is like we're putting together a picture. I know we've been talking a little bit about like the dark arts and stuff and like what that means in the context of like the Harry Potter world. And it appears to be uh, using the killing curse on a baby. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems to keep happening. I'm just I'm just going to take a moment to uh, just tell everyone that at this point in the movie, our baby death count is at one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's uh and and no reason no, no reason, reason. I'm po- no reason i'm pointing that one out yeah so so grindelwald has an apartment now this comes up exactly once later um <laughs> uh so but we had to have an extended sequence of him getting an apartment in france um we had to show that he's evil yeah so now we get the circus thing which pretty bonkers because the whole nagini thing from the trailer it was like this big fucking reveal like like oh this is the biggest twist the 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 nagini was actually a human woman mm-hmm. um does not matter in the movie at all what you saw in the trailer of there's nagini and then she becomes a snake that is literally all that happens with her in this movie yep. um she is introduced in this in this sequence where like credence walks up to her and is like nagini he just like whispers it at her harshly and then the funniest man in the world appears <laughs> uh with 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 a weird banana beard uh <laughs> to yell at him and tell him he's gotta he's get gotta get out of here go wash get out of here kid yeah. yeah so nagini's like whole introductory scene uh where she is like in the circus and like doing the circus trick it has this scene where so the, the big the big circus man is like giving the, the you know the ringleader spiel he's I was like oh she's so exotic and so beautiful but so tragic because she's gonna turn into a snake um and we're supposed to we like we, we know that he's bad but mm-hmm. also like that is also how she is treated by the movie as well like (laughs) all she does in the movie is cry and look pretty in the background while bad things are happening like she doesn't do anything yeah she gets one line later during grindelwald's like ending speech where she says to like credence that she doesn't like him because he'll he'll like pure bloods hate maledictus which seems like such an unnecessary like like convoluting (laughs) of like like why i i mean not like why would they hate them but it's just like to introduce this concept and give her like one line at the end for a character that like doesn't 
get any screen time. It's just like they put her in and, and nothing about that character is explored ever. Nothing at all. Like, like, like the, the, the bold to like introduce a character with like an ironic, like, oh, everyone only likes her because she's sad and pretty. And then just to lean on that for real for the rest of the movie, right? Like, (laughs) this is such a like weird choice because there's like, I can see the bones of a plot here and it's uh-huh. and it's and it's like credence being like obsessed with finding his blood family and like taking for granted this like you know friend that he's met and that cares about him like he's family or whatever and th- and so he's like he's overlooking that because he's like focused on this other thing and he ends up joining grindelwald even though grindelwald doesn't like the maledictus or whatever but it is just the bones of that because the movie isn't about that at all, ever. And also, that would require J.K. Rowling to write a plot where something trumped blood relative-like relations, which would never happen. No. would would absolutely never happen. No, absolutely Um, not. uh, Yeah, I was very frustrated by that. I, I, like... It's a bummer. Like, I, I don't know. I think that having a lady who can turn into a damn snake in your movie is pretty cool. Like, feels like a wasted opportunity. It's just so puzzling. I, like, I don't understand what happened here. Because it's it seems such a... It seems so obvious to me. Yeah. And maybe that's it's... like a hindsight thing. But there's or, just too or, much or, stuff or, in this movie. Like, nothing has room like, to breathe or... Yeah. Or, or like, just so exist. Put more Nicholas Flamel shit in the movie? Like, like... Oh, it, wow. Worth it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I would take... I would cut half of these characters to give me any scene where like Nagini and Credence are just like hanging out and like yeah. enjoying each other's company or whatever. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we, we, we never get that with any of the characters, honestly, there, no one has time to not exposit in this movie. Yeah. They escape the circus and the Zulu escapes. Well, it's a big, adorable dragon cat thing. I love, I think the Zulu is like my favorite thing in this entire movie. It is so good. It like, I liked the animals in the first one quite a bit. Mm -hmm. There's some good ones. I think this one nails something that those ones didn't, uh, which, this one feels so much like an actual mythical creature and not just like, like, cause like the first movie, there was like a rhino, right? And then right. there was a big snake. Uh, and this is like, it's like got cat like, um, like animation sometimes, but it also has like a big dragon tail. And so it moves more like a lizard. Like it, it, it actually, feels very creative yeah it's got like big ribbons on its tail like ribbon like things on its tail so when it moves around it like sometimes because it's like a uh, like a chinese beast um it kind of looks like a like big puppet sort of like with its tail that that feels really creative um i feel like a lot of like love was put into this design so big props to the animators uh yes honestly and 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 also yeah you know i mentioned earlier that like a lot of newt's best moments in this movie are him interacting with zuu honestly i would say maybe at least half of that credit needs to go to the animators because there there's a lot of scenes where he's like being nuzzled by it and stuff Mm -hmm. or like interacting with it directly that just looks so good 
yeah um, and i'm usually really picky with like fully cgi stuff uh but like i just i really enjoyed this this creature like whenever it was on screen it's just like very charming and feels creative and it was it was very cute i don't know it was it was good um yeah i don't know if in good conscience i can buy merch but if i were i'd probably get a, a zoo get a like plushy thing be pretty yeah cute. yeah um so that's escaped unfortunately as much as i love the zoo it is responsible for one of the dumbest parts of the movie because it it's not its it fault. is clear well yeah no it's not its fault <laughs> it, it, it is uh is it a sh- do they call it she is it a a lady a lady zoo i think there's one i think there's one part i think there's one part where they like gender it but it's it is a big a big adorable dragon cat thing but it's also very dangerous obviously and it like runs away um but no one in paris seems to notice for another 40 minutes or so oh um, yeah because now we have to get to the real shit which is newt and and jacob are trying to find tina and newt does this insane thing that i actually kind of like in retrospect but when i was in the theater i was having such a hard time following what was going on here because they're also because of the way this movie is all the dialogue they're saying is like key expository dialogue mm-hmm. um all this you're, you're having to like engage with all this exposition while newt is also doing this thing where he's like sprinkling gold dust over paris to find footprints and also have a niffler smell the footprints to pick up a scent like that's i think what was going on here am i am i right i got confused because i was like is the niffler interested because it's gold like is there because that's what they do right they look for treasure and then i was like is there yeah it took me like and even the introduction of the spell like i feel like he could have told jacob what he was going to do because then i would have been on board from the beginning right instead of being like what's happening and i was also very confused so this this movie has one of the most confusing um conceits for establishing what is and isn't like wizard paris oh yeah wizard london is its own contained thing like diagon alley and everything surrounding it is like its own wizard city right Mm -hmm. um but wizard paris you like pass through a statue and go through the other side but you're still in the same place you were in yeah Um, it's like an identical yeah parallel wizard paris i think yeah there's like a parallel city that's like on top of the city which is a neat idea but they don't really establish it specifically like how the rules of that work like visually or otherwise yeah this is another good uh point i think where it's like where there is something interesting going on but the movie has no time to sit with it or or like show you how cool it is because it has too busy with like its plot exposition yeah yeah like 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 on paper the idea of like oh there's a statue you pass through and you're like in the same physical place but like everything is different and like that's a cool idea but but like the way it's shown in the movie is very confusing because it's just the same place right like (laughs) like there's nothing yeah, and we have a character here that is there to be confused in place of the audience, and they ne- and it never uses that. We have Jacob there, 
Yeah, that's why, true. Why yeah, is he, he never... not like again? Just something that seems so obvious to me that like Newt could explain something to him or expand upon it in a way that's cool for us, the audience to hear. Yeah, yeah. Like Jacob never goes like, "Oh wait, uh, there's uh, this is the same streets, but these are different stores." It's like he doesn't. He never like says anything like that or anything that like would indicate what's happening. You just kind of have to, you you. People saying that this movie is dense and confusing and complicated are not wrong, but it's complicated because if you don't immediately pick up what it's putting down, then it just keeps going without you. Yeah, like, and it's just like breezing past because there's too much to get to and there are too many characters and there are too many plot lines all happening. Uh-huh. So they they think they've found Tina because her footprints are narrow newt knows her feet are slim newt newt knows her feet haven't you noticed jacob we noticed her feet jacob (laughs) i can't believe i said that i support foot fetishes on this podcast i meant that i'm neutral (laughs) i I said i said that and i was immediately like hmm i just said that (laughs) what i meant to say is that i don't care so i'm issuing a correction you're not you're not anti I am positive about people exploring their sexualities. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good way to put it. I'm ha- <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for Newt to to to, to do do his thing. <laughs> it's just weird the way that it appeared in the movie. Hey, that's a character trait right there. I'm putting it on the list of Newt's character traits. Ah, good. I'm sure that's a really <laughs> enchanting list. Um, so this is where I started to truly lose the the thread here. So I don't think I had the thread in the, at the in the first place. Like so they they found where they think <sighs> Tina was headed. How does no Tina was already does, there? They think they found where Queenie was headed, and we oh, have, sorry, yes. there are some very disconnected scenes where Queenie is in Paris. In Paris, but the, no, but 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 Newt is trying to find Tina, right? But, but Yusuf and Queenie was finding Tina. Queen, and then Yusuf was also Yusuf found Tina first. But Yusuf and, was looking for credence, and and figured that Tina was also looking for credence. And so he locked her in a weird sewer jail. Yeah, I don't understand Yusuf at all. Yusuf is like the character in this movie that confuses me the most, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, spoiler, Uh, like, he's on a revenge mission, right? He's on a... Yes. He, like, I don't know how to, like, lay this out in a way that makes sense. He is trying to kill Credence because he thinks that Credence is a Lestrange, and he's trying to get revenge on the Lestrange family. Yes. Right? Like, that's... Yep. That's it. Yeah, so like it like very easy to establish and like understandable motivation, I guess. But the way his character is presented is so confusing. Uh, w- what is the thing with the eye drops? I'm still bothered by this. I I mean I can I think I can explain it. So we get introduced to Yusuf, and he is in like we get a scene of him in the bathroom, and he's putting eye drops in his eyes, um, and then when he imprisons Tina and Newt and Jacob show up to rescue her, he also imprisons 
them there and he is like hideout and he's doing like investigative work and it's all up on the walls and looks really creepy in that cell um he locks them in and they're in the sewer but as he's walking away he immediately collapses um picket who is the little tree uh bow truckle newt's little tree little stick bug friend uh picks the lock and they go and they're like what's wrong with him like why did yusuf collapse um and i don't really know if newt just knew off the top of his head but newt was like oh he has a has a parasite uh chinese water dragon well no it is a parasite that lives in the chinese water dragon that then lives in the sewer Okay. You know, so he's been living in the sewer. He he contracted a parasite. It would be like if he contracted a parasite from a rat, right? Like, got it. Yeah, it's down mm-hmm. in the sewer. But the parasite is also a horrible tentacle monster that's living in his eyeball. Well, but here's what confused me about that so much. Because so okay, so I guess that the <laughs> eye drops were he thought were medicine that were going to help him get rid of it, right? Yeah, right. But the way that it is established in this shot is like he goes to put eye drops in, and then after he puts the eye drops in, you see like the little tentacle wriggling yeah i thought like i thought yep (laughs) i thought that he was putting something i thought that he was like plotting something and was like i'm gonna put this freaky monster in my eye uh yeah to Um, do something yeah the great news about that entire explanation is because is that it doesn't matter like (laughs) like it literally doesn't matter to anything the only thing that needed to happen is that they needed to escape so there was a convoluted tentacle parasite monster plot that had to make him collapse <laughs> he couldn't just have left and you'd then think, pick it no you could... think you could like use that opportunity for uh newt tina and jacob who are now thrown together in a in a, like in a cell to have some like character moments and then escape together uh but no imagine if imagine if they'd had like two minutes to talk to each other in the cell so you could say i'm not getting married i'm I'm not getting married that's my brother like no we have some exposition to get to there is no time for that yusuf has to collapse right away from from a uh a parasite that doesn't matter and will never come up again uh and then so there was like this was like a 20 minute sequence between this and the, the circus scene where all this other stuff had happened and then there's a roar and then newt says that'll be that zoo which is still the funniest line to me just like like remember this plot thread it's back like here's the thing i know about animals mm-hmm. and the one thing that we know about the zoo is that it can jump really far newt yeah. says it can probably jump the entire length of Paris in one jump. Right. And we also later find out that it like portal jumps basically. Yeah. yeah, I I thought that it just meant that it had very powerful legs and could jump really far. But no, Uh, it jumps through portals. Why is it still in Paris? It's been like 40 minutes (laughs) probably, or maybe even a day. Like I I don't like, would it not be gone like in another country <laughs> just jumping i'm sorry probably, this, probably is, like, this is like to bag- the dumbest nitpick of this like of all the things that that i could nitpick about this movie this might be the silliest because everything but it, in this but movie is absurd but it, is, it bears mentioning specifically because of the oh that'll be that zoo line because the movie is trying so hard to get you to think about it 
like to remember it right like like yeah like this is also this is also a card that's in play you gotta remember him um uh but it is i it, i will say it is very cute when they go they go outside and it's stomping around and newt pulls <laughs> out the the cat toy and yep. and gets it to jump into his suitcase i thought that was delightful yeah it's a uh, it's that was probably like all the zoe stuff is like the best stuff in the movie it's very cute Boo 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 boo. <laughs> now we have cut to Hogwarts. I liked that. That was very thank you. Um, I was proud of that. Um, we cut to Hogwarts. There's uh the the cops are here and they're coming to yell at Dumbledore. Um, <sighs> this ha- say, this may be one of the worst lines in the movie that happens in this scene. I, I oh yeah. Uh, take me through it again so so the the ministry is here to say dumbledore we know you we know you masterminded everything in new york and he says you can't prove it um and then they say well we're gonna arrest you unless you help us fight grindelwald and he says i can't uh this is where we get the 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 lone gay line in the movie where the the guy the ministry i presume the minister says uh uh you were closer or you were, you were like brothers and dumbledore says closer than brothers um which is a great like rorschach test line because anyone who knows that dumbledore is gay will go oh that's that if you're just like some schmuck like you're just gonna be like oh they're they, you know, they're just real good friends like i'm even know if i would go that far because there is a later reveal in this movie the reveal being that dumbledore can't fight grindelwald because they have a blood pact right it's like this yeah that's right that's this scene i believe yeah oh Oh, no it's it's Um, after this because he goes to the mirror of error set after this so i think it's worse than that because i don't think that the implied like unsaid thing there in the context of this movie is we're closer than brothers we were lovers i think it's we were closer than brothers we had a blood pact like yes, like i yeah, think that this uh-huh. is a logical like the thing that is happening in this movie and the reveal of that is what ends that sentence not that they were lovers obviously like because we know from on high that they were lovers like yeah they probably had a blood pact because they were lovers but but them being lovers is not the implied end of right. that of that yes. sequence yeah. Um, and also that is also a like a brother's trope, right? Like blood brothers, you know, yes. like we are closer yep. mm-hmm. than brothers. We are blood brothers. That's right. not that is not the same implication. So I I totally I take exception to the idea that this is anything other than that in the context yeah, I mean, of this the, movie. But, but that's what they that's what the movie wants you to co- like, like this is the shut up nerds see they're gay thing it's right the word, like, it's it's awful yeah it's, it sucks it you know this is what happened to me because we had david yates i think to be the one to say dumbledore is not gay in this movie or not he, yes. he will not be shown to be gay in this movie and so everyone kind of like went through that and then 
when the pre-screening stuff started happening and more marketing started coming out, it was like, oh no, it to- he totally is in this movie. So I honestly like went back because I saw a bunch of like feedback from the pre-screening and it was like, oh, Dumbledore is so gay and it's like, it's so odd, <laughs> like it's there in the movie. So I yeah. think that I somehow managed to be disappointed. <laughs> which is right. which is really incredible <laughs> yeah 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 that was all that was all very very silly anyway so we get that out of the way and then um you know they're like you gotta fight grindelwald for us dumbledore join the ministry and he's like i can't i'm just like just like new- why don't he i just explain sides. it yeah no he, he can't he can't explain it um uh and they give him these weird magic handcuffs that like record all the spells he's doing. But um, I love that magic is just whatever it needs to be in this universe. This whole this whole magical like world building stuff just falls apart in this yeah. movie. And, and, it, <laughs> yeah. and like it has been, I think. I just also can't you already do that? Doesn't the ministry already have the ability to track all the spells people are doing? I don't. I think they can do it on your wand. Like there's the browser history spell. Yeah, um, but also like they can tell when underage magic is being done. That might just be for kid. Yeah, I mean it's just it doesn't matter. It's just like whatever the plot needs it <laughs> yeah, to be. Whatever, yeah, it's whatever just it needs. Gonna do that. We need symbolic handcuffs. Um, but here is the worst line in the goddamn movie. Yep. Actually, I'm maybe ready. not the worst, but it's up there. Sure. So they're walking away. The cops are walking away, and Dumbledore, in his wry, know-it-all Dumbledore way, says. If Grindelwald holds a rally, don't uh, don't try and stop it. Doesn't he say what he says? Like, if you do that, if you're like too proving ru- if you, their point or whatever, it, it's, like, it's if you're too rough with them, you're just driving them into Grindelwald's arms. Right. Yeah. Which uh, Dumbledore is not Antifa. That's what, that's what we've learned yeah, here. Let's let's unpack. You know, mm, yeah, I've got to bite my tongue, actually, because the worst example of this actually comes up later yeah we'll have uh, we'll, we'll unpack this at, at when we talk about the climax of this movie yes yeah if but, you can even so, call it that uh yeah the climax of the movie is when bunty gets splashed by the kelpie yeah, um, that's true that is the only climax <laughs> in this movie <laughs> um the so yeah so dumbledore drops the th- drops the theme i guess there um wow good one really yeah, time, real really fucking stuff. timely thank you yeah thank you dumbledore um uh now lita is here also with the ministry people uh and she goes and finds her old desk and has an extended flashback to her and newt scamander being pals i have to say i i don't know if i have said as much on the podcast yet but i will say that like me as a film watcher i hate flashbacks um Mm -hmm. this is like a personal preference thing obviously flashbacks can be like poorly used and i think often are and they could but they can also be good um object like for me my personal taste though even like the best flashback sequence i don't like them i i just don't um, I think this flashback sequence might have been one of my favorite scenes in this movie. I really like the actress playing young Lita. Yeah. Whoever that was. I, I don't know her name, but she did a really good job, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think young Newt did, too. I mean, he mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 
young Newt was trying to act like Eddie Redmayne acting like Newt. So that was like a little, yeah, a little silly. Um, but I thought that the scenes of like the kids at Hogwarts were really sweet. Well, they're the only character development moments in the damn movie. Oh yeah, is that why? Just, <laughs> yeah, because because so so there's the we get we get Newt's shitty Bogart thing. Um, yeah. But then we get Lita's Bogart, which is way better. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like I have to eat my words a little bit. Uh, I mean, not I'm totally. As a scene, visually, <laughs> tonally, it is a it is a good scene. Uh, what it ends up meaning is very stupid. Um, well, yeah. But, but but she has this cool spooky Bogart thing where it turns into like like it just looks like a bundle of cloth underwater. Uh-huh. um it's very evocative it's it's very cool um but also like she's she's kind of a troublemaker at school there's girls like talking behind her back and so she like does a spell on on their mouths to make them shut up professor mcgonagall is there um which i thought is... she was there. no i thought i thought oh yeah you're right it was during the flashback which makes mm-hmm. the timeline stuff make even less sense even Um, less sense yeah you you asked me you sent me like a post earlier today like and asked me like what stage of fandom grief is this and um i want to know what stage of fandom grief you think the people that are like oh it's mcgon it's gotta be mcgonagall's cousin or like an aunt or something Uh yeah no i guess that's denial right yeah because this is straight up that is minerva mcgonagall walking around about a good 30 years before she was born um and it's gotta be here's the thing. earlier than that because it's a flashback right yeah no, so i guess i don't know how old newt is 30 i would say like 30s like early to mid 30s yeah doing some quick maths can't do it it's way too it's way too damn early <laughs> Look, for mcgonagall to be at hogwarts McGonagall was born in 1935 the reason people have put that together isn't through like nebulous pottermore stuff it is because we know what dates the main books take place in and professor mcgonagall tells professor umbridge i have been teaching at this school for 39 years like which... i've also seen a post where it's like oh she's probably lying to umbridge which <laughs> that is... was yeah that's Just... the most galaxy what? brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like oh she was lying to umbridge because maybe she thought that umbridge would be more lenient with her if she hadn't been teaching there as long like what are you fucking talking that about that is some 40 chess right there <laughs> yes absolutely um so yeah so professor mcgonagall is here which is the a sign of of just how frustrating these movies are to watch because like i'm not a i'm not a like lore stickler really like i enjoy a story that can like take lore you know backstory like facts and like do interesting things with them but i'm okay with the details being fudged in the service of a good story right that's fine um however what i don't like is when an author clearly just doesn't give a fuck about their own writing you know like this doesn't feel this doesn't feel like a trade-off that was made to make a good story work. This feels like JK just forgot or didn't care how old the character she had written about was and, and for wanted what? to put them in here. Yeah, for, for a cameo. A cameo? I guess it's Hot McGonagall. That's just for us. It is Hot McGonagall. Hot McGonagall is canon. We saw her. Um <laughs> 
It's so funny. Yeah, and and, and also um specifically for Harry Potter, this is frustrating because Harry Potter relies so much on the like the lore to like to like make twists go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so watching a mystery where I know that nothing is permanent because the author can just change it at will is very frustrating. Yeah. Like, like I think mysteries are maybe the hardest genre to fudge details in because the entire point of them is the details, right? Like it's, it's, it's frustrating. I, I, I like, it's like, it's such a minor thing. She has like two lines but also that makes it doubly frustrating because if she's so if it's such a minor thing, why is it there? Like you could cut 15 seconds of this movie and have no McGonagall and it not be a problem. Yeah, um, I, I guess to establish the lead as a troublemaker, but it could have been any other teacher. <laughs> it could have been. What if we had seen like living Professor Bins? Ah, I would have loved that. That would have been way better, right? I, mean, I don't know. There's so many other options here. Or just, um, I, I was going to say, or just the same ghost Professor Bins, because he's like eternal. And that would yeah. have been cool, although we never saw him in the movies. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but but overall, this scene is good, because there's, the, there's that scene where, where Newt is talking to her about uh, the bow truckles and how like they have a really complex social life and like this is the one part in this movie where a character is talking about one thing but means another this is like the one time that there's like any sort of layers to the dialogue is when <laughs> he's talking about bow truckles yeah um because because he's explaining to her that like oh the bow truckles like they you know they 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 only live in like the highest quality wood trees and they have very complex social lives and he's like you know not looking at her and he's like like playing with this bow truckle and like she's really enamored with him like it's a really good scene where characters are saying one thing and meaning another which never happens ever again in this movie no yeah this is like easily the best character development scene um but it also kind of like clashes with what we know of lita in her like i I think that this is like a good uh, like I, i mean jk rowling's like everyone grows up to be a cop like lita is a cop right she's an horror or yes. she just like works at the ministry. I can't remember. I think she's also an or. I think her I think and, everyone that, and everyone that works are both at the orders. ministry. So I think that we're supposed to get this idea that she's like bullied and troubled and is like a bad student and and like thinks that she's bad, right? Like I mean, the character tells you tells you that later when she's talking to Dumbledore. It's like I'm like I'm bad, and that all ties into kind of her character arc. Um, but it's incredible to me that that character that JK Rowling imagines still also just grows up and becomes just like a normal cop. (laughs) Is this the troubled character that you picture? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Everyone just becomes a cop. It's true. Oh God. I didn't even think of that, that connection. So that's the flashback. And then her and Dumbledore in the present, time have like an argument about yeah because this is where she tells us what her character is i'm yeah bad. she's I, like you think you thought i was bad everyone thinks i'm bad yeah and he's like because she says i lost someone he goes i did too and she, and she goes a brother and he goes a sister actually or whatever and like 
feel like there's almost like an attempt to connect these two characters, but she just sort of walks off. And yeah, and we, we never that that never comes up again. But it's like the the hints about Ariana are here, Ariana Dumbledore, but like it's still not explicit what happened um, in, you know, in the movies rather like. Right. Like, uh okie dokie they're at they're at um bing bong man's place fucking why am i nicholas flamel nicholas nick's house they're they're at nick's house tina is not talking to newt newt is um uh bonding with the zoo uh then um by the time newt climbs out of his suitcase she's gone i guess i wish she was gone out of this movie yeah i mean she basically is let's be real like (laughs) uh and um the the other bing bong man why am i having a problem there's too many names in this movie and i'm i'm they're getting all jumbled up jacob uh is all alone in the house because newt's gone out to find tina uh he's like run after her and they're off on an adventure um and uh and he he meets nicholas flamel this is maybe even more so than mcgonagall the most pointless like old character who is appearing here yeah um they do they do so i'm sure everyone listening has seen the trailer where he says oh i'm nicholas flamel and he holds out his hand and jacob shakes it but there's a crunching sound because he's old i Um, always thought he was just like the same like he doesn't age or something yeah that's what i thought like a comically like ancient guy especially because he lives for like another like hundred years after this almost like he's got another 80 in him at this level of frailty which seems a little odd but uh you know whatever doesn't seem like a great quality of life no not really um but so just to let everyone know they do do that joke at least three times oh yeah in the movie uh yep. funnier every time so, um, yeah really jokes are like that huh yeah <laughs> uh uh he has a crystal ball that that he like looks into and sees oh no grindelwald's gonna do some shit in my crystal this, ball see, this pissed me off so much i don't know what this crystal ball was about other than to get him to be there that was unnecessary in the first place um also it really bothers me that jacob could see what was in the crystal ball i thought that only wizards could do divination and also divination is like supposed to be the hardest branch of magic and he just like looks at it and goes oh wait it's just like a a movie in there yeah it's like a like a shitty gif that's playing in there (laughs) um uh so that 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 is all insane um but uh then nicholas flamel does this thing that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. So he sees that, that Grindelwald is going to like hold a rally in his crystal ball. Um, and he seems runs. Like we to the... Seems like we could have known that from him just doing it. <laughs> just doing rallies, you know, like, like yeah. as he has want to do. Uh, he is, uh, he is so scared about this that he runs to a cabinet that also has the sorcerer's stone in it. Oh boy, does it! Didn't we predict that? We did. That's Was that that's one, of one our up predictions? on the board. Yeah. yeah, that's up on the board for us. Um, uh, but he pulls out this book, 
And now I don't understand this part at all. Who the fuck is it he's talking to in this book? Maybe it's his wife. Is that his? So his, his wife sure didn't age like he or did. It's the, or it's the president. I don't know. I don't, I don't oh, know who this is. Was it the, maybe? Maybe? No. He, he opens the book and there's a photo of a lady and he says, Grindelwald's going to do a thing. What should I do? And the photo says, you should go and stop it. And he says, but I haven't seen action in 200 years. I, I uh, almost laughed out loud at that line. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, God, you know what we forgot? Queenie. Entirely. Queenie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily uh, forgettable, I think. Yeah, so a little while ago, while we're in Paris, because Queenie went to Paris to find Tina because she was upset about her, like, date rape engagement being off so she goes to paris and she goes to the the parisian ministry of magic and they can't point her toward tina so she goes out into the street and it's raining and she's crying and she can't stop hearing everyone's she's like mind reading everyone because apparently she can't control it i guess that's established in this one um and she has like a breakdown in the street when uh grindelwald's evil lady assistant shows up and is like let me help you and she brings queenie back to grindelwald's apartment and serves her tea and grindelwald is like shows up and says like hi i guess we're gonna be friends now that this is how um this is how nazi recruitment works yeah they would wander around and they would just find random people and say hey do you want to come and like hang out with this dude adolf (laughs) <laughs> he's got <laughs> like like what like okay i know this is nitpicky but if if you are like the secret evil fascist man trying to build an army and you're just like are you personally like finding every like like scanning every recruit going like well welcome 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 to the cause. I assume that there must be something special about Queenie and we just don't like there has to be some sort of connection or some reason that it was supposed to be her. It's stupid, but I just have to assume that's what it's going to be. Right. Uh, Maybe he wants a mind reader and doesn't have one. Like, is that going to be it? I don't know. I mean, because apparently my apparently mind reading just doesn't follow the same rules either because nothing follows the same rules. I don't know why she's like an involuntary um, mind reads everyone around and can't control it. But it's never talked about or established. Yeah. Also, she doesn't seem to notice that she can't mind read the French lady or Grindelwald, which is I'm assuming is the implication because there is the there is actually w- the one good line she gets in this movie is uh when the the weird french witch is like looming over her she keeps going i can't tell if you're joking or french which is like that's a funny line but also indicates that like she can't read this person's mind right right um this which whole, shouldn't whole, that be a huge fucking red flag to her the whole mind reading thing could have easily been explained in like one line where some character says like oh she has mind reading disease you know she legilimens <laughs> everyone around her i'm so bothered that it's not because uh-huh. they just say she's a legilimens in the first movie like yeah. that but it's not how any of that works yeah, Legilimens is a is like a trained it was a, skill. It was right? a key like, plot point 
for like four Harry Potter books. <laughs> now it's just now it's just like a curse that she has. She's burdened with everyone's true true thoughts, which I'm totally which, okay with. Like, this yeah, that's is an not, interesting concept, right? right? And like, it's not even new, but it's just like, yeah, she has the 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 curse of the whatever the fuck. I don't know. It's just not that hard. <laughs> yeah. God, you know what else we fucking forgot? Okay, we're 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 doing house cleaning before we get to the rally. That's what we're doing right yes, now. We're, yeah. We're scooping up all our side quests before we move on to the final boss. Um yeah. uh we forgot that uh Nagini and and Credence went to the house of who they <laughs> thought was his birth mother. Yeah. Um and instead found a half house elf lady who talks in the funniest voice i'm sorry it's so i was dying in the theater because like the way that they frame this is like this big mysterious reveal she's in this house that's like full of laundry that's been hung up Uh um and like so you can't see who's talking but you hear this weird little voice (laughs) <laughs> and she keeps on ending like it's a question like and this. And it's just like, just walk through and look at her. There's just like yeah, this it's... slow walk up. And it's like, you're looking through all this lace and hearing this like child's voice. And it's just, this movie is so long. It's so insane. And then you you see her and I was just like, oh no. Because she is half house elf, which on several levels is really uh has some bad implications right there are a lot of hell selves in this movie yes there are there's one that's just objectively a slave guy going around doing slave stuff um this is the one that i this is the grossest one to me because here's the thing i'm not saying look i'm not saying in your fantasy world you can't have you can't have species mixing that's fine like go for it uh what i'm saying is that elves represent the slave class in this movie and you can't do this like this is so gross you can't no, have the uh, i mean the... Uh, this is this is so this is so bad because it's like i mean that happened and is is like a thing right there's you a lot of slave you... rape in this movie you can't do that with your fantasy race of slaves that like to be slaves. You can't. <laughs> it's you just, so you awful. just can't. It's so disgusting. I don't who let her do this. The like does she not Here's the thing. It's it's cuz one she she did think about the implications and thought like, "Oh, this is very deep and clever." Um I'm fix I'm solving racism by doing this. Ugh. Or she hasn't thought about it at all. This right? is a movie like, about fascism. Good... Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. It's like so... Harry Potter is like a kid's book and they're like mysteries and the story eventually becomes about fascism. About like cartoon fascism, right? Yeah. This is ju- like this is a movie and it's just a movie about fascism. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like for a very boring centrist one, but yes. You can't do this. You can't do it. You can't, you can't you do can't, it. It with you can't do this with the characters that enjoy objectively enjoy being slaves. You can't. Ugh. You just can't do this. It, 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 it. I mean, I obviously have gone on record many times saying I think the house elf thing is very, very bad. The implications of this 
are worse. Are They've are made worse. this so much worse. And it She's takes it down. so it takes it's out so outside of any plausible deniability about it being like a whimsical kids book fantasy bad thing, right? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, this uh, is beyond. This and, is... and and I mean, we're just we're just going to go like full into worse stuff as we go as we get the leader <sighs> yeah, reveal. This isn't so even close. I I, I like... can't go on about house elves right now. I just can't do it. Uh we get yeah. the we get the how we get Credence walking in, finding the half house elf lady who's like, oh no, I'm not your mom. Uh I was the servant of whatever the fuck. Like I I put you up for adoption because I thought they would take care of you and Credence uh no, he doesn't freak out. The hit wizard that is trying to kill Credence shows up. The, the cop that took Newt's job when he refused it. Yep, he shows up again as if I'm supposed to remember this um, this white guy in a suit who looks like about 10 other characters shows up and kills the half-elf lady. Credence turns into an Obscurus and gets super mad. Uh, that's the scene. About, no one seems to mind that a house blows up in this movie. They can just There's repair so- it. There is so much stuff in this movie. Okay, I, I, I alluded to this when we were talking about the the like wizard Paris versus muggle Paris thing. But uh-huh. this movie uh, has the worst like cases of like characters just not noticing things happening around them. <laughs> yeah. When when Newt and Jacob are doing that weird like gold dusting thing in the middle of the street, there are people watching them, but no one walks up to them and is like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Um. You know, like even for wizards, what they're doing is strange, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in house... the middle of the street. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I, I then... guess I was like, that's a wizard investigation, right? But if I took like police tape with me and just like went yeah. out into uh, uh, like into the middle of the street and started like, <laughs> like <laughs> people would probably notice, like putting up like investigative, uh, like little, I don't, I don't know what anything is called. <laughs> Yeah. I'm thinking of those little sandwich boards that have like numbers oh, on the them, lights, the flashing lights on and the then, top, and like taking yeah, yeah. photos or whatever. <laughs> Someone would be like, "What are you doing?" Um. Yeah. So no one asks. There's when when Grindelwald calls his rally. Uh, he drapes the entire city in black velvet or like black silk. Yeah. And like everyone just kind of walks on by like this is a normal thing that happens this was such a bummer to me because this scene the sequence of like the black silk or whatever it's like kind of translucent material i guess so it's not that but um it drapes across all the buildings and stuff that was in the trailer and i was like oh that looks so cool i was like is that a vision or like something cool and the answer was no it was not cool the, I mean, like, the prediction I saw that I liked was that it was a lethifold or something. Yeah. That we were going to finally see that in, 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 on the, in a movie. And, like, yeah, it's such a striking visual. Um, but it's but just it's, like, it's it, the dark mark of Grindelwald. Yeah, and no one notices it or cares. And they, no one notices that this house blew up. They're like, oh. Like, oh, but, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess the cloth is here again. Yeah. Um... Okay, I think is that all our house cleaning? Can we can we hit this safe point and go to the final boss now? Uh, uh no, because we get the stupid scene in the crypt after oh, no after, and before because I don't even want and, like, and Newton, the ministry because they yeah. ride the Zoo to the ministry. Uh, they yep. fight Theseus there. Then um, 
then because okay because someone i don't even remember who told them there's there's a box that'll tell you it's in the ministry yeah there's Um, like a in the last third of the movie there's just like this weird scavenger hunt um that tina and newt go on so they go to the ministry to find like a box that was supposed to tell them maybe who credence is um but lita was there too and then the box has a note that sends them to the lestrange crypt uh, yeah. But we get, like, different action sequences in these scenes. We get the evil librarian who knows that they're not who they say they are, because they they say that they're Theseus and Lita, and obviously they're not. It's Tina and Newt. Um, Newt finally is able to say a whole sentence about not being married, um, and and then the librarian appears, and she's got those evil rubber cats from the trailer. Um I like them. And they're they you know what? They're good. I hated them in that first trailer, but I think they might have like redone some of the CGI on them and they looked a lot cooler here. Yeah, these are some uh, fantastic beasts. They're also it's like so funny to introduce I, I assume this is just the French ministry. Or are they at the I don't even know which ministry they the are. Yeah, they're, they're in there are like three yep. of them. So they're in France. Um, and, and the French ministry has like guard cats. That's what these are. And they won't attack you unless you attack them. And Lita like throws a spell at them. And in like the greatest moment, the cat like splits into three of itself once she attacks yeah. it, which I loved. Yeah. It's it's cool. They're 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 a classic video game enemy. They they just <laughs> they they become more smaller cats when you hit them. <laughs> Uh, which is really cool. There's a very. Th- th- I think this is the one action scene I actually liked. I will. I will say because yeah, it is. They're they're in like a library, and there are all these like bookshelves or like filing cabinets that go up and down. Um, and there are the cats, and they're all like on the Zoo, and like the Zoo is like on top of the bookshelves that are like moving up and down. It's yeah, cool. it's very creative. Like like the 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 thing I found very visually satisfying was it was like these bookshelves are like really tall and thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Zoo was walking around by like perfectly predicting which ones were going to be popping up and like connecting with it and like kind of walking around like a like almost like a spider in a really weird way yeah Um, it's very cool like it's like the one visual or like in this action or the one action sequence that had a visual where i was like oh that's actually kind of cool like like it 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 had some thought put put into it you know like Mm -hmm. um, yeah again props to the zoo animators (laughs) The Zoo is the best part of this damn movie. Um, Do you think that, like, they worked on the Zoo for 90% of the movie and then were like, oh, shit, we have to do the other? Oh, yeah, I made this really cool monster. And they're like, great, movie comes out next month. Yeah. Like, Uh-oh, oopsie daisy, I oops. wasn't watching the clock. Yeah, yeah. oops. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> um, so now they go to the crypt, which is where we get. So they go to the Lestrange crypt, which is where a um newt is there to find the box right i guess um, to uh to, and 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 credence is there to find the box but also this is where grindelwald is holding his rally and the box but is before... supposed to be proof of who credence is yes because it's like gonna be I uh I, I don't know why that's yeah no i don't remember at all like w- w- this is this is a thing that blew past me in this movie yeah I, the, I box is like a, the box is like a 11th hour MacGuffin. 
that yeah, they, I don't they, really understand what's in there, what they're expecting to find, but it really doesn't matter because this sets up um, two different characters to exposit in or like they take turns doing yeah. re- big reveals. So, Yusuf. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Yusuf has an unbreakable vow to kill the last Lestrange because he's on a revenge mission. No, even dumber than that. It's not the last Lestrange. It is the only Lestrange that the Lestrange patriarch loves. Oh, you're right. I'm because sorry. Because Lita's a Lestrange, but he's not interested in killing her because he's trying to get revenge yep. on Mr. Lestrange, who doesn't like her. Who doesn't like Yes, right. Who so that will work. That will yes, not satisfy you're right. you're uh, right. the it's even requirements. <laughs> okay, you're right. Um, so he, but he explains this, um, in a very awful sequence where he explains that he is from a, 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 like, uh, big wig Senegalese family of wizards mm-hmm. who, who, uh, the Lestrange man, uh, liked, fancied his mom and imperioused her and, and, and raped her. And then she died in childbirth and that giving was giving birth to lita giving birth to lita which is why um, mr lestrange does not like lita but also he didn't like her like like that was the whole thing is like she, he wasn't in love with her he just no. raped her yeah so that's a real i'm glad that we got we got some some uh senegalese wizards in here just to have them uh be raped and murdered very good um then uh lita takes a turn telling her story which is that corvus is not the the lestrange that yusuf wants to kill because one time she was on a boat and her brother corvus (laughs) was really annoying and (laughs) i can't believe this is real she was on a boat she was holding her brother um who was crying a lot and was annoying her and then the boat started to sink so while the boat was starting to sink she walked into the room where the half elf maid was and i don't think the boat was the... sinking at that point <laughs> i think it was I don't I think, think no that is... was not what i took away from that i thought that she swapped and then there was the boat accident oh maybe uh, I, mean, I don't think it's that happened. yes it doesn't matter <laughs> she... She she swaps the babies with the half while the half elf lady was asleep. Uh and then um so Corvus is not a not a Lestrange because Corvus Lestrange is dead. And the reason that the box is important is that the box is a big family tree, and when you open the family tree, uh it burns off the Corvus Lestrange thing to prove that he's dead. Yeah, so I so very convoluted to ever think that Credence was a Lestrange in the first place. Um, right. I, I mean, that in and of itself is a lot, right? Because he would be a lost Lestrange brother. But then to have the twist be that Lita is guilt, like that's her character arc, right? Is she is guilty? She feels like she killed her brother because she swapped two babies while staying on a boat because because her brother was her brother Corvus was like colicky or whatever, and she was miserable. Um, 
and then in a boat accident, Corvus drowned and the other baby lived. I I was in shock. Like, I... (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that this wasn't the twist that people were spoiling. Like, everyone's talking about the ending what twist. I think even, this is like, way more insane. What do you even say? Yeah, like, there's How do you explain no shorthand this? way to explain this Because movie. it's all meaningless. Like all, of, yeah. like, all of those reveals which are delivered um, in, like, Yusuf shows up in the tomb and, exp- and like, exp- he's like, I was, I'm after Credence and I have to kill him and here's why. And we get this flashback of, like, his mom being abused and it's horrible um and then lita's like no i killed corvus and then we get another different flashback uh that is just our second baby death in this movie (laughs) this is this is the the baby death count and it's to two um (laughs) i I know really oddly specific baby yeah I, i was we were talking about this because i really feel like it's really one or like a lot, right? Like this is so bizarre that there would be two babies killed on screen in this movie. <laughs> Specifically two. Um, also, I would like to point out that both of these reveals happen uh, in a very echoey crypt. And I was like, it was taking all of my brain power to like understand what everyone was saying because of the echo effect on everything. Yeah, because it does because it doesn't go away. Uh, they're just talking about this in the, in an echoey crypt, and every word is like booming. Um, yeah, and it's and like I just feel like a lot of the people who are saying this movie is confusing. I don't really blame them because I feel like if you like if you like munched your popcorn too loudly during this part or something, you would not be able to understand a word Yusuf said because it's so echoey. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, so. Um, it, but also, I was so just on board with this not mattering at all. Credence isn't a Lestrange. That's that's all that matters here. Yeah, he but never it, but, was. But, yeah, isn't never was. Um, and then Nag- instead of saying instead of Nagini saying, "Hey, but I'm here," like I think you're pretty cool or something, they just the door opens and it's time for the rally. I could I did I didn't realize that the rally and the crit like I didn't realize they were in the same place until the door <laughs> opened and I'm like, "Oh, that's really convenient. They don't have to yeah. travel they don't have to travel to the Grindelwald rally. They're just they're just there." Um I I guess like he held it there cuz he masterminded it. Uh, but it just it feels like you walk through a portal into the rally and it's like, okay, let's let's uh, finish this movie up. Why does the Lestrange mausoleum have like a amphitheater in it? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. It's a very good place to hold hold a rally. Were they were they in a were they just really into into like classical Greek theater, but like had to do it in secret or something? Like, I, don't I don't know. Understand. That family that family is not characterized at all, so I couldn't tell you. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we also can we can we talk about? I know I know it's the most unpleasant part of the movie, but the the flashback of the Lestrange man doing his thing. Um, he is the most comically evil looking, like just like <laughs> yeah. Like, barren looking dude it's so funny he he looks like um hugh jackman 
like pretending to be evil or something. It's very funny. I don't know what actor played him. He doesn't get any speaking lines. He just sort of like has a dumb grin on his face. Yeah, and, he like looms around and is is comically he, evil. Yeah. Um uh that, so that's that's what we know about the Lestranges. But yeah, it's time. It's time for the rally, and Queenie's here. Yeah, this is the this is the like when I was talking earlier about how nobody t- acts like human people. This is the scene I was talking about. Mm-hmm. This is like a Nazi rally, right? You know, it's supposed uh, to be like a, like a punch hall, yeah, like a like a beer hall rally type thing. But it's not. This is what is so frustrating to me, broadly about how this movie. Um, uh, I'm going to get into some like, like, like history crap here. JK Rowling has a very glossy idea of how the Nazis came to power. Um, and her, her thesis is that is the, is kind of the, the, I guess the history channel ass version of it, where Hitler was just so charismatic and evil that he was able to to convince everyone that um that to to vote for him and just put him in power, which is not what happened. Right. Um, there are so many moving parts to what happened in Germany throughout the twenties, thirties, and forties. Uh, but a key part of of them is that in the wake of like the Treaty of Versailles and World War One, Germany was in economic shambles. Uh-huh. Uh, and the reason that, uh, Hitler and the Nazi party's, um, message was so alluring and dangerous and, and why it spread like wildfire is because at the end of the day, Hitler was proposing solutions to economic issues and like was basically telling people, I, like every living in Germany right now sucks. I, I can solve this. Um, and you know, and that is maybe like his greatest evil is like, he took real problems and created fake scapegoats that preyed on, uh, unfortunate people, people in, um, people in bad economic positions to serve him and other people who were rich uh uh you know the german aristocracy loved the nazis because they basically funneled people into um their ideology mm-hmm. uh the way that this movie thinks that world war ii happened and how hitler came to power was that everyone was just really dumb and um Hitler just said nice things, but really was lying, which is not true. He stoked very, very long-standing anti-Semitic uh, undercurrents in Europe that had existed for like m- millennia, like <laughs> centuries at least. Like, like Hitler did not invent anti-Semitism. Uh, like it, European Jews have been blamed for the black plague they've been blamed for like orchestrating the crusades the templar like 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 this is this is a long-running thing hitler did not invent this um 
uh, fascism did not spring up in a day because Hitler had some pretty speeches. He was stoking real resentments. Uh, and this movie just presents this world where like all the wizards who like go to this rally are like total normies and we have no sense that the wizarding class is oppressed they're fucking wizards they have magic guns on them at all times like disease doesn't exist for wizards you know like there is no political or social structure here that would make this make sense um and it's frustrating it 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 defangs um the very real evils of fascism uh and posits that the reason that fascism exists is because uh a guy said some pretty things on a stage and then um uh we were too mean to them and 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 like like we gave didn't, them we power didn't, or whatever we didn't, we didn't debate them in the marketplace of ideas yeah it, it is so like 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 the nazis in the 20s and 30s like like they weren't just standing idly by and like having rallies where hitler said some like interesting ideas and then they they like took it too far it was like they were fucking beating people up in the streets and smashing windows and killing dissidents and like also, like like there was a long standing like street war between fascists and anti fascists for like at least a decade before World War II broke out. Um, you know, like like ugh, there's just so many layers to how shitty this is, and I'm sorry I've like eaten up so much airtime like soapboxing no, about this. No, but I'm it's, glad but you it's... did. I, I don't know how I would have approached it. I I will say that I I would like to uh, like point out in light of that, that we do get to see a character uh, have their entire arc be quote unquote seduced by like Grindelwald's rhetoric. And the reason behind it is because she wants to marry a muggle. Um, I think that's pretty damning that it's like she joined them because she was dumb and she just loved muggles also. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it 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 does nothing. It doesn't illuminate anything about the real history of it that it is uh treading on, you know? Um uh it is uh, like and and like to be clear, I'm not like both sidesing this. What I'm saying is that like no, the Nazis were more evil than this. Like Hitler was much worse than what we see of Grindelwald because because what his his message was was so um it, it presented nationalism as a solution to very real problems uh in a very seductive way it wasn't that he was like 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 the version of hitler which is just like oh he was just such a good speaker is so dangerous um because i'm like we have a like fairly you know maybe not openly fascist but we we are we have a government full of uh far-right nationalists who are definitely people who would in the same situation be you know as bad and they're not eloquent speakers that doesn't fucking matter it like this idea that like bad ideas only happen because someone like 
says them really well is so ignorant of like the current climate we're in and like there are a lot of dipshits out there promoting white nationalism uh and it doesn't have anything to do with how charming they actually are richard spencer can't speak for shit he's still dangerous donald trump probably doesn't know which direction is up half the time he's still dangerous you know like like this mythologizing of the nazis as like these silver-tongued uh uh you know sirens or whatever it, it just ignores the much more uncomfortable reality of the thing right yeah and i i, I mean you can like disagree with me but i like i feel like I mean, we clearly have this problem in our current political life, and I sure feel like uh, these ideas tend to thrive because of like a a like this classical liberal representation of what fascism is. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, this, or, this and idea how to fight that they... it, because that is also in this, right? It's like the way you fight fascism. This like this version of fascism that it's presenting is to is to debate them but also like don't oppose them violently because that'll just make you the real fascist yes that and and let like Like Dumbledore just says that I mean not in those words obviously but that is like a he might as well look at the camera and tell you that but this is the most disgusting part of the movie, which is when um, the Aurors come in while while uh, Grindelwald is giving this speech about how you know if I if if I don't if we don't subjugate the Muggles, they will make World War II happen. Like he shows them a vision. He literally he smokes <laughs> a skull like a bong and like yeah. blows it into the air and yep. shows them World War II. Yep, there's um, like a tank that goes over their heads and it shows we like... see a mushroom cloud. Yeah, it's really something. I love to um, see that in a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, um, but but this is the most disgusting part of the film because what happens is these, these aurors come in um, and Grindelwald starts goading everyone. He's like, oh, you know, don't hurt these guys who... I mean, yeah, sure, they've killed a bunch of our guys. And like, he's just sort of like egging everyone on to do something uh-huh and then there's a lady standing next to an aura who pulls out a wand and the aura like shoots her first yeah and this is what is so fucking disgusting about this movie and what made <laughs> me like actually angry in the theater is that it posits that the reason that fascism happened is because like the the opposition shot first or whatever which is fucking stupid like i'm sorry charlottesville happened while they were shooting this fucking garbage movie yeah someone has died at the hands of fascists doing a rally and her name was fucking heather Hare. like who the fuck are you jk like you're the richest person in scotland telling us like how to fight fascism fuck off someone has died you engineering this bizarre argument that like grindelwald came to power because the because like someone opposed him too strongly is just disgusting and this movie is irresponsible and and gross and like 
this is the part where I was like, this movie is not bad in the way I was prepared for because I was not ready for it to be that on the nose. Yeah, I, I mean, actually hilarious that it it frames like the cops as being opposed to fascism. Too. <laughs> yes, that's the other like, thing. Uh, the, the, cop, like... the cop is shooting the fascists like, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. It's she couldn't even be bothered to like create like a like shitty wizard resistance to make fun of or something. Like, no, like I, I, like, I, I would I have mean, expected I, from J.K. like wizard Antifa and like oh they're all they like poetry and they're drinking lattes and 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 smashing windows in Paris or something. Like I was I would I would have at least given her credit for like trying with that one but this like her worldview is so narrow that her only conception of like what opposes the the wizard nazis is the wizard cops is so fucking funny yeah it's it's really a lot um i don't know why she didn't do research and maybe that's like a stupid way to think about it but because like it it, it like feeds itself right like yeah uh, her, like her worldview a- appears to be from like a hit like you said like a history channel ass idea of like how the world works and then it's like she filtered current events through that to then create more of it right um but if i was writing a movie about fascism i would probably do some research mm-hmm like a little any <laughs> just yeah touchy subject you know uh, yeah might want to yeah might want to like look, look into, into it, a little, it a little bit yeah it's just so crazy the thing that the, the thing that, that's so frustrating about it is um uh it's not mythological it's it's a very real thing that happened in not too distant history no <laughs> uh you know and you you can easily find the real reasons uh why it happened and how people fell into it uh the queenie character arc is the closest it's fucking stupid right like it like it doesn't work but it's the closest thing to admitting that the reason it happened is because like people had material reasons that would push them in that direction right um but it's uh, undermined a little bit by the fact that her name is Queenie Goldstein, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, it is just like she was tricked, right? Like Grindelwald yes. said I could marry a muggle, but, he, but his secret plan was to kill them all. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's... it's... And Queenie is so stupid in this movie (laughs) it's it's shocking um yeah i like basically uh, like to sum it all up it's it's the the this bizarre like mythical version of hitler who just controlled everyone with his magical words uh rather than like the much more sinister reality which is just like no it was just a lot more banal and ugly and violent um also he's johnny uh, depp also he's johnny depp johnny depp's in this goddamn movie uh yeah it's... also like hitler is also gonna like 
is going to be like I'm probably not a character in the movie, but this is gonna happen at the same time. Yes. Yeah, uh, this, is, th- this movie's set in 1928. In a year, Hitler's gonna be elected chancellor. Yeah, so what? <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, the the Grindelwald always worked, quote unquote. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't in any of the good books, but like Grindelwald always sort of existed as like a parallel to World War II that we didn't have any details about. Mm-hmm. Um, and adding all these details about how there were two wizard Hitlers happening at the same time is very funny to me. Yeah, I always took the Grindelwald stuff as like uh, more of a fleshing out a mythology of the wizarding world, kind of being like the Sith and being like, there's always a ba- like, there's always a dark yes. wizard, like, and maybe there's always like a Dumbledore or whatever. Um, so now that I have the details, I'm much less into that. It's so disgusting. I like, how are they going to handle actual World War Two? Because it's going to because the movie ends the movie franchise. We know that Dumbledore and Grindelwald duel in 1945. Yeah. Uh, are we going to get wizard Johnny Depp like looking at Auschwitz and going like, sweet, I'm going to do that for muggles, all muggles. Like what? Like what on earth? How on earth are they going to tackle this? It's like. I'm gobsmacked <laughs> it's thinking really, about it, honestly. It's really baffling. This whole movie is baffling. We do have a little bit more. Uh, Grindelwald makes the ground fire. <laughs> he, um, makes the, he, he makes fire have this. Yes, this. Yeah, let's we, we've set our piece on 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 the politics of this movie. Let's wrap. Let's let's finish so, the actual yes. Harry Potter part of this, I guess. So yeah. Grindelwald makes a bunch of blue fire and a bunch of people get killed. Uh only his fo- his loyal followers can pass through the fire. Uh Queenie d- passes through the fire. Jacob's like, "No, you're crazy," which is the payoff moment from earlier because he called he she got mad because he called her crazy. Um and then he's like, "Oh, you are crazy." Um which got to agree with him. Uh, kind of kind of feeling like that's true um and then there's a moment where lita lestrange grindelwald kind of is like okay like come on because you're lestrange i guess um and lita like fakes him out and then like apparently like does a some kind of diversion to like help newt and theseus escape and the rest of all the characters that are there um and she dies while doing that. She gets like disintegrated by the fire. I don't know why. I don't even know really what she was doing. She, she also looks at both of them and says, I love you. And it yeah. like cuts between both of them. So we don't know who she was talking to. Um, I'm trying to like think about it. Uh, so I actually kind of liked Lita. Uh, I, like her reveal, like her story reveal was very stupid um, and didn't matter at all. I just I would be remiss not to point out that she's a you know a black woman character that just gets fucking disintegrated by the end of this movie and then the other uh black woman character that we have in this movie is her mom who who got raped and died in childbirth. So uh Nicholas Flamel shows up and is like you have to make a circle of magic to get rid of this horrible fire. Yeah the fire also the fire becomes dragons. It's fiend fire. It it but does does Fiendfire become drag? Also, I thought Fiendfire was red. Maybe I I 
I don't know. Maybe it's Grindelwald's special <laughs> special all, formula. This all fucking falls apart at the end. Doesn't really. matter. Yeah. It's like they yeah. need another action sequence, so we get all the dragon, the horrible blue dragon fire, and they form a circle and they cast a magic that contains it, because otherwise Paris will burn down. And that's the end of that. And then we get a scene of Grindelwald and Credence, and this is the final big <sighs> spoiler of the movie. <sighs> Because we do get to find out who Credence is. Um, I, I know we talked about this, I guess, in our spoiler common room episode. Um, but this is the big reveal is that Credence is, is Aurelius Dumbledore. Aurelius Dumbledore. Uh, this is so monumentally stupid. <laughs> like, there, I mean, you can go online. I don't need to do this. I don't need to explain all the nitty gritty details to everyone. This does not line up with any version of, like, the other, like, here's the thing. J.K. Rowling, very meticulous about family trees. She's put at least three of them in her stories. Um, literal like family literal trees. Like, ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, so forgot to the, put the years next to their names. Big, that's the that's a beginner's mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, big um, oops, big big oops on her part for um, making everyone obsessed with knowing all of the family tree history for all her characters because this completely obliterates that stuff. Uh, and. Uh, there are multiple theories about what's going on here. Uh, number one, the one that I keep seeing as a defense of this is that, oh, you know, Gr we know Grindelwald has a silver tongue. He's lying. Mm. Which, if that's the case, that makes this entire movie pointless. Um, and, like, I'm, I mean, it was, but I mean, like, as, a, as its own story, makes this movie pointless if it's not true. I mean, this movie um, never explains to me why I should care who Credence is. No, never. He doesn't because he doesn't get to do anything. I don't, I don't like him. I don't give a shit. He's, he, he becomes like a weird NVIDIA tech demo sometimes. Um, and <laughs> yeah. is like Grindelwald's like weapon now, I guess. I don't care I who he's his gonna dad is. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, all, but here's the thing. His dad, Percival, would have been an Azkaban. Like marital visit. Oh, yeah. The Dementors. There, they let you get a conjugal <laughs> visit. The Dementor, yeah, who nice. The, the, li the, the little, the little house elf Dementor takes you to this weird caravan. He's like, "Oh, have fun! You have get twenty minutes." Uh, yeah, I've seen some of you like, "Oh, he probably escaped," or it's it's like so. I've seen a lot of debates like this. This is the fandom grief happening. Like, how could he even be a Dumbledore? Um, my point is, who cares? <laughs> yeah, why, why is this a <laughs> twist? Why is this what the movie ends on? It's so funny that it thinks that this is like a big, like megaton, like surprise. Like, I like, mean, it, it is a surprise and that like, wow. Yeah, that's dumb. What's but, that uh, reunion going to look like? Like, oh, hi, Albus. I'm your younger brother hi we didn't uh, we didn't grow up together um i dumbledore is like 60 years old or whatever uh <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I, and there's no character uh, drama there. No. So the other theory is that um, uh, obscure obscurials or the obscurus, the monster thing, can transfer hosts, and that the obscurus uh that was in ariana like the ariana would have had an obscurus that's his his sister who died who dumbledore is very upset about um and that she had an obscure (laughs) (laughs) that she had an obscurus that somehow transferred to credence and so it's like a metaphorical he's a metaphorical dumbledore because he's got like her soul or something which yeah but then why would he have a first name yeah. Why would he be Aurelius Dumbledore? Yeah, agree. Also, I don't think Obscurus's work like that. I mean, who fucking knows? I mean, because anything Rowling can be whatever. Can, yeah, she can do whatever she wants, I guess, at this point. There's also the other thing is that he's the 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 movie ends on this, but also Dumbledore says it near the beginning about how there's oh, there's a old legend that a a, a phoenix will appear before a Dumbledore in their time of need uh that's never been a dumbledore specific thing no he just has a phoenix he has a phoenix and phoenixes it's like dumbledore has a phoenix comma and phoenixes often appear into people in their times of need uh let me tell you the biggest missed opportunity in this movie which was for grindelwald to say a phoenix appears to dumbledores um you might also consider they can carry a heavy load just so, just something to keep in mind for the future. A common just trait a, of the Phoenix. Just J- Johnny Depp doing the like, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the the legend of the Phoenix is he appears before your family in the times of need. Uh, yeah. And also, if you ever find yourself needing to carry a very heavy load, he'll be there for you. <laughs> I really liked that impression, although you were way too easy to understand. <laughs> yeah, they they really base boosted him at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, like for the Aurelius reveal. And like I now like remember when we were reading the like spoiler post and we were like, how did you not hear the first name? Was it Aberforth <laughs> or what? Now I completely understand. I'm so I apologize to Stanky Fartman or whoever that Redditor was who who couldn't understand him yeah i could not understand understand him him either i barely caught it as well because it's just full-on like rumbly theater base yeah (laughs) i mean the the key to a charming uh you know charismatic fascist speaker that tricks you with his silver tongue is that you can only understand maybe one out of three words that he says (laughs) yeah you hear him i'm like like (laughs) all the muggles should be destroyed you're like huh and he's like Oh, right. How what? Oh, we should marry the muggles. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, he's just—he's just so charismatic. I can't understand a word he says, but like, I asked him "huh" three times, and now I'm now I'm in his army. Yeah, that'll happen. <sighs> what a movie! What, what a film! A f- fucking garbage shit show this movie is. Um, Can we try again to say what it's about? (laughs) What what was it about? Like, what happened in this movie? Nothing. Nothing. They just, like, went place to place. We we know as much about these characters now as we did at the beginning of the movie. 
And we know that nothing matters because for all we know, Credence could just be dead at the beginning of the next movie because he was alive at the beginning of this one. After <laughs> I mean, like, Noodle, like, Noodle go to the ministry and be like, we got, we have to find Credence. And they'll be like, no, he's dead. And Noodle will be like, what? No, he's not. He's like, oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, he died. Oh, yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that'll, yeah, like, like. Like I said, I am not a stickler for lore. I think that I think that it is an interesting scaffold that you build stories on, and the story part is much more important. But also, if you keep on changing, like just the scaffold, and also tell me the scaffold is the story, I'm gonna start picking it apart. And like, J.K. can't keep her own rules straight in these movies. Yeah. Did we talk about the mirror of Erised? oh yeah yeah let's let's hit some bullet points on just like random crap that didn't fit in here the mirror of air said now has three functions yeah i know that uh way way back when we did philosopher's stone one of the biggest problems in an otherwise pretty good book uh not the norbert chapter was that the mirror of arrow said randomly can also put the thing you want in your pocket or whatever. Like it's like, <laughs> right. Just yeah, like it can this, physically manifest stuff. Right. Like it, it is a different rules that we didn't know and couldn't have known, which is a bummer in a mystery story. Um, the stated thing that it does is shows your, you your deepest desire in this movie. It appears to show you a memory. It's like a shitty uh, that pensive you're, that you're maybe thinking of already. Um, yeah. So, I, I guess it's very versatile. Do you think <laughs> it's it, very... you know how it says what it does, like in backwards text? Do you think it like goes on? Like, do you think like, like on updates. the back there's like yeah? More? It says I show I show not your reflection, but what your true heart desires. Also, the thing that you're thinking about uh, happened recently. Also, if you think real hard, I can put something in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, great. That's yeah, a, that's uh, a handy so that, a handy tool. Yeah, that's a great mirror. I don't know why Dumbledore is so anti the mirror in Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. Um, there's the uh, I we forgot to mention that the blood pact was a physical thing that Grindelwald wore in his breast pocket. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, and a Niffler stole it, which is that's very how cute. That result. Nif- the Niffler is good. I love the Niffler that limps at the end. Yeah. Um, he's very good. The the animals are still good. I don't, like I once again, if 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 these movies weren't very serious war movies and were just like the adventures of this awkward zoologist guy, I would kind of love them, maybe. Yeah, they'd probably be alright. Yeah. I'd be like, pretty I'd probably be pretty medium about them. Um but yeah, the stakes don't need to be this high. This is clearly the story that J.K. Rowling wants to tell. I I couldn't tell you why. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, because it's it's baffling, honestly. Yeah. I, and that's the th- that that's the part that I think is the like the key to unlocking this comparison because I think <laughs> it's usually pretty lazy to just see a bad movie and goes like oh it's just like the star wars prequels because the star wars (laughs) prequels are bad but they're a very specific kind of bad Uh they're very expensive um they are very bad Uh but also they are definitely 100 percent what the creator wanted to make yeah and that is the that is the trifecta you need 
Um, it, you know, this this is not a movie that was, you know, unfortunately uh, hacked apart, you know, in editing or whatever. Uh, this is the this is the thing that JK or rewrites or something, you know, because JK wrote this. This is the movie she wanted to make. This is her compelling vision statement on the politics of the world mm-hmm. uh, and and stuff like and and so it is it is bad in the way that the star wars prequels are bad in that they they have not just way too much money thrown at them being bad but they are also definitely like a pure auteur work right like yeah this has jk rowling all over it yeah i and and oh oh boy what a what a classical liberal vision this is <laughs> it yeah it honestly um i don't know it goes beyond classical liberal almost just dips into like straight like 1920s american exceptionalism and like like fucking uh anti-interventionalism stuff like it's it's uh it's really odd. The politics yeah. of this movie are, are very strange. Um, I, I think that she's really showing off her refusal to learn anything new. God, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that mean? I, I, no, I, just, I like, think that's... Templ- I mean, we just... Look, we just read a chapter in our in our book reading that was insanely transphobic, and she's still out here in 2018, like, surreptitiously favoriting anti-trans rhetoric on mm-hmm. twitter she has she doesn't learn anything jk jk rowling doesn't change jk, JK rowling is jk rowling it strikes me as such a position of just like feeling like she knows everything it's like no of course she wouldn't need to do research about fascism to write her fascism movie <laughs> right yeah or 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 the, the or like this is a it's the it's the above it all thing right Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that she got so frustrated when um when people were saying like, oh, Jeremy Corbyn looks like Dumbledore, and she was like, No, Jeremy Corbyn is not Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that where she's just like she's she's kind of like above everyone else and and knows all of the secrets to her own storytelling and and will impart them to you if you so desire but, i mean but, this might this might be galaxy brain take right here but she already wrote the liberal textbook about fascism and it's fucking harry potter yes yeah she but now she's doing it again right like, well yeah but she's she already wrote the textbook she are she already told us how it is <laughs> so why right, would she need to right. learn anything about it yeah she she wrote it she doesn't need to 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 learn any more about it god grindelwald is just like voldemort whoa (laughs) holy shit voldemort never smoked a skull like a bong though we don't know that honestly well okay not on not not (laughs) in the book not on camera So yeah, so this movie is a colossal waste of time. Don't go see it. Don't give it your money. Um, pirate it if you must. Um, Probably not say. even worth your fucking processing power. It's worth the Zowo. The Zowo is cute. Look up. Wait until someone uploads all the video clips of the Zowo. Yeah. Um, and watch those. They're very cute. Uh, 
and um yeah do you have anything else to say on this on this one uh we've no no one should need to watch this movie now because we've talked about it for longer than the movie is um so that's true that's that's it i hated it it's bad it's 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 but it's bad in such a special frustrating way um it really is incredible and i'm very curious to see uh what the fallout is i guess like the reviews are not kind the fandom response seems tepid uh at best like there are definitely some people who are way way into it but most people that i've seen at least um are are not into this twist uh or the movie at all um i saw that person on twitter that said that jk rowling responded to and she said like i haven't been this traumatized since cedric died what part do you think they were talking about i had no i had (laughs) no emotional resonance with anything that happened in this movie not like there was no part where i'm like oh i'm sad or feel anything (laughs) i think they were saying the movie was bad I think they were saying this movie traumatized me, JK. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can I I can see that. <laughs> I don't know, this movie this movie is pretty traumatic. I it's rated PG thirteen for fantasy action violence. There are multiple baby murders and several rapes in this movie. Yeah. Like it's not a pleasant film, you know? Like like, no, I mean, don't take your especially don't go see this movie, especially don't take like little kids to see this movie. Don't if take they're like anyone to this movie, don't go to this movie. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I'm just look, I'm just saying if 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 you if you have or know a kid in like your family or whatever, who's like reading Harry Potter, and it's getting way into it and wants to see the movie. Not for them. This is this is the. the this is a movie made for all the fans who like you you know the type of fan the fan who thinks that everything is alluding to something way darker like zelda fans have this uh uh you know star wars fans have this yeah it's like that one post on like on uh reddit where it's like do you think when rita was taking harry into the broom closet she was trying to give him a hand job no (laughs) right exactly exactly it is it is the the people who are always like reading the weirdest darkest (laughs) thing possible into everything this is a movie for them yeah uh uh, and it just makes it all explicit i guess um cool yeah don't see it it's bad uh please watch another movie please watch another movie (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.